Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Unlimited Railworks, video game teachers anime podcast dedicated to uh, Isekai, as I always say. We love Isekai here. Um, we're all big fans. Um, with me, as always, is John. Folks, have you ever heard about this little thing called interpersonal drama? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> it's a little heavy, isn't it? Yes. But it could also be pretty interesting. <laughs> That's true. Some might say you could even write a book about it. Or make, or a, make a whole a... dang anime. Yeah. Um, LV is also here. I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> I... <laughs> yeah, I feel like I should have had John be the last one now. Yeah, that fucking perfect transition. <laughs> I just kind of, uh-huh. I just kind of dropped that down. I, I apologize. No, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It was you got, good. You got to start strong. Yeah, yeah. You, you started it strong. Maverick, Maverick's also here. I don't know if you can add anything. Uh, trapped in another world with my uh, fat ass. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think. Yeah, you want you want to talk about making a book out of something? I think Maverick's got the right idea. I, I mean, what that's... what's the current? Uh, <laughs> as we look into the state of isekai today again, one mm-hmm. more time. What do we think is, like, the current trend that's, like, really starting to shape up? So, current trends. You did you did talk about, I recall you were talking about the, a piss problem in one of them for some oh, reason. Yeah, yeah, there was the but, piss problem, but that that's <laughs> definitely not... I would say this season specifically, these aren't, like, new works. These are uh, works that are from 2017 and 2018, I believe, respectively. However, the recent thing seems to be uh, gender swap stuff. Uh, I would... Yeah, transformation? I, yeah, like, very specifically. And specifically into children? <laughs> that as well, yeah, like, yeah, like... The jobless three, are, yeah, the jobless one. Yeah, um... Um... But, no, uh, I, I, like, this season has, um, both the, the pissing one, uh, wise people <laughs> of the wise man, and, um, the reincarnated as a fantasy knockout, those are both the s- same thing, Except I would say one is slightly more woke about it, but such is the way. Um, neither is woke woke. I want to make that clear. Uh, one is less offensive than the other. Yeah, slightly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Just slightly. <laughs> yeah, I think that is really, that is the trend currently. And I feel like that's just going to be reflective in a society that is able to uh, have people who represent groups like that more active. Uh, I hope that we can quickly escape the deeper fetishization that we have approached. But... Um, who can say? Who can say? Uh, fucking Katakawa is still doing isekai anime. I know that they shut down applications last year, but it's, it's never gonna end, so. Um, but anyways, this one takes place in our, in our, in our world, this anime that we watched for the show, uh, which is called Princess Jellyfish, as John started to imply, it's, it's about interpersonal drama. Um, this is a originally a manga series from like 2008 um, by Akiko Higashi, uh, Higashimura. Um, and this anime came out in ooh, 2010. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it really, mm, it really feels like it's from 2010. 
yes. in the most charitable way possible. There are there are certain yeah, there are definitely like pop culture reference moments. Oh for yeah. Sure. And I were like, oh no, oh. and and as someone who like I will go into like I've watched like all the different media adaptations. adaptations. I've watched the drama. I've watched the movie. Yeah, I was about to. <laughs> and say. there were like some very like, oh, this, <laughs> this is a this like moments where like, oh yeah, this is this is what's dating it. This I know uh, what year this is because of this specific weird reference they made. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's about you know this. This girl who uh, she lives in an apartment building with all of her friends, and they all hate men. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> such is the way. Such is the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she loves jellyfish because of her mother who passed away. She spent a lot of time talking about jellyfish with her, um, and she's trying to be an illustrator. And well, that changes over the course of the series, but. We'll get into that, um, but it's mostly just dealing with her, her insane roommates, and these this this person who comes into life who cro- into her life who cross dresses um, and helps her really break out of her shell, and then it sort of becomes a rom a rom com to an extent. I would say very much very quickly. Um, but it also has some political drama as well. Um, Maverick, would you like to start this time? I try to rotate who goes first every time, but you don't have to if you don't want it. No, I can go ahead. I mean, <clears throat> like a few episodes in, I remember that I had made the joke that, oh, this is just anime Ugly Betty. And <laughs> I say that if only because what I really mean is that this is anime La Bella Mas Fea, Betty La Fea, like all... I realized that this is a character... Specifically, the look of the main character is just so many, like, protagonists and telenovelas and dramas. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, pigtails and glasses are like, oh, you're not good look. I don't know why. (laughs) It's the pigtails and glasses, the unkempt eyebrows, quote-unquote. Yeah, yeah. I I, I fucking remember, too... um, Princess Diaries, um, based based oh, on a, yeah. you know, yeah, 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 Anne Hathaway, like Anne, one of Anne Hathaway's like early, I don't, I don't know if that was her first role ever, like in terms of breakthrough, but like her one of her first biggest mainstream roles that put her on like the map in terms of like remembering her name, like yeah, same thing, glasses, she had braces, I think, like faked braces or whatever, frizzy, her hair was also frizzy, unkept eyebrows, same thing, glasses, glasses and unkept hair, somehow that equates om- automatically. <laughs> <laughs> you are not like appealing to look at, which is like, oh come on. Uh, but I agree, it's it's a trope. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. I feel like this one at least has a lot more fun with the premise, if only because of the fact that ultimately, like that, the message isn't oh she's gonna change who she is for the person that she wants to. Rather, and I think like very well done, the way that she has her own enthusiasm affect. Uh, everyone around her is what's going to be the driving factor. And I really appreciated that through a lot of these episodes, especially as, um, as was alluded to, later on in the series, do we actually see this transition from uh, Tsukimi to go ahead and look into not necessarily illustration, but taking those illustrations and adapting them for fashion. And where we leave off in the anime... I assume, 
is going to give us more of an opportunity to see what exactly comes next after that, where, you know, there's so much more that gets, uh, so much more that I would want to know, but for what we get now from the anime, I really enjoyed it. I think everyone that is a part of the apartment complex, the uh, Amamizukan, is a fantastic character, and... I don't know, like, I just had a really good time watching the series and actually getting invested in the drama in a way where it definitely rings out as a 2010 series. I say that very kindly in the way that, you know, they talk about, like, oh, we don't know anything about hipsters. We don't know anything about these popular people, these cool people. And it, God, like, I don't know, it's like, I remember there being a time where you could kind this would have been like the one final way that you could get that kind of a conflict out whereas now in 2022 it's like no everybody is some extent of a nerd or a geek and if you're not then you're just boring for lack of a better word or you know, to look at my own pool of fucking dating app options where it's just like, oh, you look hot, you look cool, but I need to be on some discernible scale about what your freak level is. <laughs> this is an anime about letting your freak flag fly, and gladly, 12 years later, everyone has that at some capacity. Also, the ED is really good. Like, if there's, if you had to make a song about telling a girl that she's beautiful... I would not have it be sung by anyone else but from, like, the guy from Sambo Master who, like... Yeah, that's all I was thinking, too, <laughs> that, that's the entire the, time. The, that's the only guy who could do it. Because, you know, he means it wholeheartedly as he's fucking shredding on his guitar. He has just so much heart in his soul. He does. I, it is, like, so raw every single time I, that Sambo Master has come up into something, because I was a big fan of them when I was a teen, because yep. of the Naruto opening, obviously. I, I love the fact that apparently every time that he does a live show, he's just always, like, riffing in the middle of songs. Yeah! Like... <laughs> you love to see it. Oh. Um. But yeah, um... I'm definitely inclined to agree from a standpoint of like, it's really strange to have this hipster bit. Um, That's actually, I think my main problem with the series personally is like, it feels the way that a lot of series end up being where it's like, it is, they have really good ideas about the like core topics they want to explore. And then they end up utilizing, um, I'm trying to think of the right terms here to use like kind of subcultures and ideas that they the author themselves are not a part of or aware of particularly mm-hmm. um or concepts that they're not particularly like ingrained with and then like so for me obviously in a, in a thing like this a lot of the stuff with the cross-dressing is like a little like eh, at times with how it's handled oh yeah um, and i think like that just comes from a direction of like this story was written with the idea of I want to establish what it means for these character, uh, this character specifically, Tsukimi, I believe, and all of the other girls, kind of to an extent. I want to make a story about them coming to terms with themselves, um, and then like 
oh, but how do I do this? Need a manic pixie dream girl type character, right? Like we need the um, oh god, Kurnosuke, is that his name? Yeah, Kurnosuke. Yes. Yeah, okay, um, and it's just like I feel like it's just even if they give reasons for it, it's not explored in a way that was satisfying to me. I think, um, but obviously I have my own perceptions and ideas about how I would want a topic like that explored. Um, I think probably the main thing that was like, I didn't like about it was the scene where like the multiple, there's multiple scenes I think in the series where he's in a restroom and it's like, haha, he's in the ladies room. Right. And it's like, uh. um, but that's just me. Um, Elvie, what did you think with your expert opinion from seeing <laughs> literally everything? I ended up uh, looking up more information about what happens in the manga as it goes on, but yeah, yeah, I, I don't know if I want to go further into that, like how the the, the trajectory of the series like definitely changes after what the anime does, actually, in a way that I kind of like, like what? Why did that happen? Yeah, that's what I was thinking <laughs> like, as well. What happened? Was like it was, about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but no, overall, yeah, this is a very, this is a huge throwback series for me. Um, I, I, I definitely generally love it. Like, I think it's a, I think it's a generally solid for, especially in regards to what a lot of the adaptations of it cover, the anime in particular, and focuses on. I, the, you know, just huge, huge sucker for any, uh-oh, we gotta save the town slash building from these horrible, like, realistic you know <laughs> anti-gentrification plots are, are I, I i dig them uh basically uh but um no but i agree i agree with like kind of like the critique of two where it does feel like the use of the subcultures to create this kind of like two you know the collision of these two worlds to work together against like actually a greater evil um it does feel very surface I felt the same way about the same, like, this author's kind of, like, um, other series, Tokyo Taraba Girls, which, similarly, that focuses on, like, a writer. Um, um, and I think she has this queer, like, um, interest and passion. I, you know, ironically, because she herself is an artist, the mangaka, obviously. A, a passion, like, various, like, creative industries and, you know, the passion for creativity, what have you, but doesn't necessarily, like... <laughs> doesn't necessarily delve into them further beyond the surface level of like what they're you know what they're able to fulfill and in this case fashion fashion right fashion and nerd subcultures in general and how fashion can essentially be a great way of to fuel expression um and i think ultimately across like all of her series again like tokyo tarot girls it's, it's it's about how these different like mediums are used to kind of channel womanhood in a way like femininity as opposed to just actually you know use as opposed to actually celebrating what those interests are really it's just it's just there to kind of be a platform to show like hey there there are different ways that womanhood can be expressed um and again it's like i think it's an important distinction to know too how like tsukimi is like essentially she's she's a young woman but she's living with these older women who like who are unmarried, you know, like and, and on the surface seem kind of rejected by society because they're you know quote unquote gross or like you know like you know taku, um, for that reason and and you know like oh if only they you know changed their ways or if they adapted you know they could probably you know get a man or you know some some outdated philosophy like that. In reality though, like that that you know that's not <laughs> that's that that's not a solution to their happiness. They're happy the way they are, but at the same time 
being introduced to these outside elements, like in this case, like Kurunosuke kind of like coming into their lives, like inadvertently and showing like, oh, there's like other, there's like other things out there. You know, we, there's no reason for like, you know, catalyzing this, this, this new perspective over like, there's no reason like these two different worlds should be clashing. There's a way that we can find synthesis together and like build something beautiful out of it. Right. Um, and yeah, I, I, I also agree, like, and concur, like, oh, <laughs> you know, yeah, there are a lot of interesting parts to the series, too, that shows definitely, like, um, the time it was made, um, definitely, I, I, I like, specifically, <laughs> especially I re- remembering the scene where um, Kurnosuke dresses up one of the women for the first time and dolls them up, and I think it was something to the effect of, like, you know, just like Nicole Richie, uh, <laughs> like, whoa, Um uh, like bafflingly, um, in the live the drama series, which I think was released around, um, oh gosh, when was that released? That was released around 2014. No, 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 not 2014. It's like no, it's actually as recent 2018. Yeah, so that's it, that's cons- like- that was very concerning. Where in that part, instead of Nicole Richie, they said Ivanka Trump, which was very strange. Ooh. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, yes, I, I do know. Yeah, she is a socialite, and she has a fashion brand. She does fashion business, but that was like, whoa, why did they, ooh, ooh, uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and there are a lot of uh-oh things about the live-action series I have expressed, too. But um, the movie was fine. Um, but, yeah, ultimately, it, 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 it's, it, it was also interesting experiencing, uh, like, an adaptation of like a manga across those different mediums and seeing also the the, the, the intentional and very unintentional discrepancies that happens when that, ha- you know, and, and seeing how, you know, for instance, a mo- the movie, which is something to be mass marketed, you, you, you know, across like a wide form, you know, a wide audience. And I, again, I don't know how they like marketed the movie, which is actually something that came right after the series. And again, it's interesting how the live action drama did happen what years later and is a little more recent. Um, it really watered down, you know, again, to condense time, but it really watered down, like, a lot of darker aspects of what happens in the story, actually, and utterly removed, like, a character, I would say. Uh, who is Who was there? Like, someone you would assume is, well, not assume, but you know is essentially, here's the antagonist of this arc of the story, right? But she is kind of, like, non-existent and otherwise was, like, replaced with something else. Meanwhile, the drama has kept that in. In a way, also kind of, like, because being subjected to expectations of what a daytime soap opera should do, like, is kind of, like, bad about it and, and, and handles it in a very insensitive way to just to draw out the plot, adds all these other things, like, uh-oh, even though we're only 10 episodes, each episode's an hour for some reason, you know, it's, 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 a, it's very interesting how, like, um, the same story gets retranslated into a bunch of different ways for the sake of, like, the medium it is in and, like, what that medium is being, you know, projected as. But, yeah, overall, I think, like, at its core, like, I, Princess Jellyfish is a wonderful series, I think, um, that I hold, <laughs> I hold a lot of heart for. Um, but ultimately, I do love the, I, I think, like, out of all of those, like, the anime version in terms of an adaptation is the most superior version, mostly because we get to hear Clara talk, which I think yes. is very good. Every I, I, very I appreciate, good. yeah, yeah, very good. I appreciate them keeping the commercial identity. Ident- uh, the commercial ID, um, like in the streaming platform I was watching it on, you know, just Clara. Tequila. Tequila. Like, I love that. Very good. Like, that's all, that's all I need. <laughs> it's very good. Um, like, they keep, like, you know, just her being, like, this inner, like, conscious conscience in, like, Tsukimi's mind and kind of, like, 
helping the audience to kind of make sure things are coming across, which I, I really adore. Like, they, they were very good bits that were just missing, um, interest, you know, obvious, for obvious reasons in the, in the live action um, adaptations. And I agree about the ending song, good ending song. Um, I, I think in general the presentation is quite good. Like the yeah, way yeah, that it looks great too. All of the it still looks good. Yeah, yeah, the way that they do the character extrapolation of like the more exaggerated poses and reactions and stuff is mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it's just very very effective. I right, right. I think even the way that they are able to make things as trite as an anime nosebleed look, uh, like really like um, active in a way. Yeah that you don't usually see um and i think my favorite part is like when like the nosebleeds happen like they always show the guy cleaning them up afterwards right like in the Uh car and stuff like that (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, good bit uh john hello what's the take my take is that it's pretty all right I wasn't like knocked on my ass by it or anything but Mm -hmm. i definitely it was it was definitely a very good uh like breezy watch you know it, it was not something that I had any problem getting through. Just a nice, fun, funny, interesting show. Like, they, they, they do a great job of um, making you care about all the characters. Or at, at least the, like, main characters. I would say that I, 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 I kind of wish that I read the manga i would love i i I kind of want to just like go read more of it just because like the this is a really good basis i would say almost for these characters Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i feel like there's just so much more to them like i want to see them evolve you know like i i feel like on the whole none of the characters really moved forward like Mm -hmm. i'd say a little bit like they, they they definitely have more goals like and yeah. I would say that the whole fashion line thing kind of just springs up near the end, and like it's not like it's super rushed or anything, but I just want to see more of it. I just want to see where this is going to take everyone, how the girls of the apartment complex evolve as characters, what's going to happen with the brother. Like I just I want to see more, and I guess that that means that it's a good story, you know. I guess me coming away from it being like, wow, I want to see more, and luckily there is more. So I think the structure immediately the structure of the series screams a um, like direct manga adaptation in a way that I haven't seen in quite some time. Yeah, like mm-hmm. there's this real like the way things are both like cut off and the way that like yeah. situations are designed just feel very like panel by panel you know like there it, it there's just, i don't know how to properly express it but it just feels like a manga like extremely <laughs> and from what i saw of the manga I, I don't know if i was particularly impressed with the directions it took um afterwards this is just my cursory reading mm-hmm. um but because like yeah like i said like the, i think like the characters that are most interesting to me in the series are, like, I actually like Shu. I think he's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, like, Mayaya and um, even, I guess, obviously, Tsukimi. But, like, I, I, I like seeing those characters and seeing how the manga goes with them is not particularly compelling to me, I think. Especially once I saw, like, what the proper ending ending was very strange stuff Mm. 
but uh, don't let me stop you. Don't let me stop you. That was just my take on it. Is it it feels very strange. I think like yeah. um, To not go into it in too much detail. To you know, just like oh, you you should just find out yourself honestly and see how. But like, I think yeah. Unfortunately, I think it falls. And this is why I think like the anime like and again like all that like the, this whole like we're saving the apartment couple the plot is very just solid as a well, yeah. you know and I I'm personally satisfied with, like okay I don't need to know like in general like I think it ends on a very positive trajectory and optimistic ending that you assume like oh okay I can fill in the blanks in my head from here that like some th- th- there's there's a start of growth here and like you know where that goes I personally don't need to follow that and know what happens and I think the problem with that is that. I think I think the rest of the series falls into the trap of like oh my gosh we need to now add like all these other convoluted threads like for the sake of like drama and like all oh, all these new characters and it's like oh it's like oh man that, but that that was not like why the series was strong to begin with you know I, I felt like the author like she ended up introducing all these elements that made things like <laughs> made things a little frustrating in terms of like oh but this is not like yeah again this is not why i like, came to this series like it's like oh come on like in a way it's, it's like one of those things where you can kind of ignore this giant gap between where the anime ends and then where it actually ends i don't know it's, it's very it's very <laughs> it's very hard to say you know i feel like oh you wouldn't know the difference you know but it's, it's not something that does uh I think so many characters a disservice where like oh no no one's re- redeemable or like it completely messed up someone's I know but like for sure I think it, I think there was too much stuff introduced after this point that makes you go you know that that just just kind of misses just that kind of does the original premise and just general premise of the series like a disservice I think I agree. Where it's like yes. pretty simple yeah 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 especially when it but but I yeah for sure like I, I think when you watch anime you can definitely sense that oh my gosh there's so much more to shoo that. And that like just did not happen and clearly deserves and that and that like how that relationship develops with Tsukimi and like where you know like those further things are explored and which is clearly a very heavily by the end of the anime like a clearly defined love triangle of some sort that's not resolved actually mm-hmm. um and and where that goes uh further on into series is very interesting I think um like he definitely is a very like he's also because like because it's also like he's a grounded character like he's the most grounded character and like um and and that definitely like you know like in the in in a series where everyone else is very like boisterous hyperbolic you know like very exaggerated like it's he's he's definitely an interesting person to like kind of see how he grows like and kind of learns to like heal from everything that has happened right um but no, I I, I, I I do recommend like checking it out and just kind of like judging it yourself. Uh, <laughs> it, it definitely takes an interesting turn, I think, though after after where the anime ends. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, other than that, I I did still like I said very much enjoyed watching it. Um, I, I'd I'd recommend it for sure. Um, just just a, a fun. Like like I said, a fun breezy watch. So yes, I, I for for a for a drama show, of course, you know there there there's there 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 are there, there's plenty of oh no this happened oh no yeah like a t- telenovela is definitely a good way to put it like absolutely it feels like like a I I don't I don't want to say that it feels like a soap opera because I feel like when you say that that has some connotations of it being like uh-huh. hastily and poorly written. But it does just have, like, a lot of crazy shit going on all the time, and everyone's just, like, reacting to it, and, you know, there's a lot of 
oh, he doesn't know that I'm that that this is me, and oh, I'm actually this, and like oh no, I'm actually I'm secretly, you know, like sh- like shoot falling in love with like dolled up. Ver- dolled up version of the main girl and then like not being able to recognize her when she's not all all, all pretty pretty is is you know that that is very that it's is very an- soapy yeah there's a lot of soapy stuff it that was sort of the thing that i think kept me from being like oh this is very very good was it's just like there's never breathing room <laughs> that is it's true, like yeah. there's right it's right. just perpetually like here's an and and i think that's that's sort of my problem with it to an extent is these are characters like I am believe me I am familiar with the misandrous lifestyle okay I am familiar with the, the sheltered lesbians of the world <laughs> living in their little hut or whatever but like I think it's like if you're going to tell a story about that type of people those type of people like why are we immediately like like from the get-go immediately and just for the entire series we are in the manic pixie dream girl type phase right there's no like what is their life Mm -hmm. like outside of this we get like a a hint of the implication of what it was like like for the hot pots in the first episode or Mm -hmm. the second episode i don't know like like you get to see like what that would have been but you never see what it actually was you know that's that's sort of the thing and like i feel like for characters like this specifically a downtime would have been more important to conveying like what they were like or what they lean towards being like as they try to examine more into what they really are like or what they want to be like um but that's just my opinion (laughs) i don't uh no i i i completely agree there definitely should have been more scenes of just (laughs) everyone hanging like you know what yeah for like a show that is very much about these characters like the, the all the girls in the apartment complex being otaku we don't really get to see that much of what they're obsessed with you know like they yeah like they, they mention it I, when uh, they're talking but it's yeah. not like yeah it's not like we actually see them like like messing around with three kingdom stuff or you know like taking a trip to a train on a train or like i want to see that i want to see them do stuff funny enough you only see it with a chieko in regards to the fact that like that's just part of mono free yeah yeah (laughs) that and then that leads into oh yeah then that means you have like a craftsmanship to you like it it pops up in a way that is convenient but otherwise Yeah. yeah like there's an episode where kuranosuke literally just pays Banba and Maya to like leave because it's like oh we you two are like I, I cannot have you two around here right yeah. now go to Chinatown. <laughs> there, there's also the the subplot where they live with a mysterious mangaka. Yeah, and they're just like like there. Yeah, I agree. There's definitely should be there should have been like more moments of like that weird like the weird stuff going on in their home like behind closed doors there definitely should have been more of that yeah, like, I, I definitely agree like like that's that's what i said earlier and again i don't mean it to be like oh this is completely pointless i i don't like i don't dislike it but this is definitely just a really really good basis for something and then it builds a little bit but it doesn't build anywhere near enough it's just like mm-hmm. it's mostly foundation here i i will say the one thing that i respect deeply is that uh, Gigi is obsessed with older men and keeps just th- the way that those that pops up 
I respect it. I think it's mm-hmm. quite funny. I like the the fucking it's like episode five or something where they're mm-hmm. working on the uh, manga and it's yeah. just like stop drawing older men into the background of everything or whatever. And there's like this hyper detailed old man. Old man. <laughs> But they bring her to the mansion, and she's just like, "I, yes. I want to look at pictures of your dad. <laughs> like, is your dad home?" <laughs> respect, respect. I respect. Yeah, uh, we had talked a bit about the ED. I do want to say that the opening, I also really enjoyed. One, yeah, like, very fun. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, lo- love a good indie vibe on a um, opening song, but also it is just a bunch of fun little movie references, and I, I'm a sucker for those. Uh huh. Yeah, and, I definitely didn't mind those since those were a lot more contemporary as well with the, um, like, the, they weren't like, hey, you know, like Paris Hilton or whatever, like, it was, it was more like recognizable media yeah. ideas yeah, James that Bond, work anytime, Star Wars. pretty much. Oh, absolutely. I don't know why I just remembered this, but do you remember when that Gamers show came out and they had like a bunch of like really generic video game references and then there was that really specific <gasps> PUBG reference and we were all like, I do, man, yeah. what's going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, and then that the- was when it really like cemented, oh, this Battle Royale thing is, is big, huh? <laughs> God, Gamers is definitely a show. That show pissed me off so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That show is the ult like uh, there there was like a Twitter th- Twitter uh uh like uh, like meme going around recently that was like what's your least favorite cliche or something and anyone who responded with because um, there were a lot of people that responded with it but anyone who responded with oh I I hate when like a character mishears something or like sees something in passing and if they had only watched like slightly longer or if they had seen what happened beforehand they it wouldn't have made them upset that is like all that gamer show is all of it is just that and it's so frustrating <laughs> nobody talks it out about anything it's just like oh I saw him walking with her and it's like yeah because like he 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 needed to show her something for the club and like he wasn't going out with her it was something you know it's, it's, that's all that fucking show was it was so frustrating now that you bring it up there is a little bit of that in here as well like, towards mm-hmm. the end but it just a little bit I, I appreciate it as well because <clears throat> one of the uh, primary people that are involved with the uh, redevelopment project that's trying to just like uh, modernize and gentrify the area uh, Shoko Inari we meet her because she's like, oh, okay, uh, the government's little uh, baby boy. I'm going to try and just, like, jump his bones for a bit, quote-unquote, and use that as blackmail. And the bit by the end of it is that it's, like, uh, at some point, <laughs> just revealing the fact that, as uh, I, I feel like the common joke in uh, some Japanese media, eh, and with Western media, too, it's just like, but get this, his deep, dark secret He's a virgin. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. And that He's was never that was another had like sex. He's never touched a boob. <laughs> uh, oh god, that was like an awful. That was also another strange insidious thing they just hide in like very insensitively in um, the soap opera, the live action drama version. Where yeah, uh, I mentioned it <laughs> to, to all of you. Where um, the father's like more repulsive for some reason. Uh, he's just like a fucked up horrible old man um and there's a scene there's a deranging that absolutely does not exist in any like <laughs> in any source of this story whatsoever 
where again they 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 misconstrue what happened again he went through like a fucked up traumatic experience like he, he doesn't he still doesn't know what the fuck happened to him like after you know after that woman took advantage of him and um his father's like man glad he had sex you know basically he's like and then he's, he starts ranting abonomics like like what year it's like 2018 it's like 2018 and for some reason this drama is doing this and there's like a there's like a marquee scroll of like i'm assuming statistics of like one in four men being unmarried or something it was the most deranged thing i've ever seen it made it was like awful it was like it was just such a deterrent that was at odds with what the series is about yet again like i said it's very interesting to see like the same story um retranslate across different formats and like what they end up doing that might be appeasing what that format used to again this is like this was something that is probably part of cable television or like is on some daytime block where they adjusted some things for like whatever audience or demographic is or whatever network executives were like you know you got you got like a hey like oh you gotta you gotta insert this bit here you know it's one of those things yeah it was very bizarre <laughs> Again, I will say, like, I had mentioned this being sort of an ugly Betty type of caricature, but yeah, yeah. also, like, you know, it rocks, and then immediately it's just like, oh, no, she has friends. Oh, no, she has a community versus yeah. what I can remember some yeah. of these other ones being. It's like, yeah, that's good old, uh, that's good old so-and-so. Wish she'd get fucked already, but, you know, she's just so ugly. My daughter, she's just so fucking ugly. Won't somebody, <laughs> won't some good old salary man or CEO just happen to fall in love with a prettier version of my daughter so that mm-hmm. I can feel proud as a father? And <laughs> you, you, you say that, you might think, Maverick, are you exaggerating here? No. No. That's just how telenovelas are half the time. So (laughs) it's weird to think about like where this lands in terms of like progress. Definitely a lot more that could have been done to sort of just like give its message a bit more oomph. But at the same time, like it is like leaping and bounding across literally everything else that has this similar archetype attached to it in a way that's just so... I don't know, like, to actually put that into comparison, it's just interesting to see how that kind of a narrative in general, like, one, I don't think I've seen it around in a while. I think the last attempt, because the specific, like, ugly Betty trope, I can only think of last being, like, the titular ABC version of Ugly Betty, Mm-hmm. maybe yeah. something like a Jane the Virgin has a bit of a similarity yeah. to that, but I had never watched it, so I can't say, like, for certain. But I definitely can't think of the lot. Like, it definitely feels like a version of a narrative that has sort of, like, passed out of fashion for uh, what seems to be, like, a more current audience. The bit, Yeah, the bits I saw of Jane the Virgin, the American version... It, it very much was making fun of soap operas. It very much was actually a parody. I, it actually did not adapt the material straight, which I, which I, which was actually very interesting that they went that direction. It, it, it was more of a comedy drama, I think, a comedy with like dark elements too, like a dark comedy in a way, mm-hmm. as opposed to like playing it straight. I, I think in the beginning it kind of was. It had that conceit, but over time it just started making fun of itself a lot. So. I, I think it's hard to see, not hard to see, but yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's not, I, I think we don't see those cliches as often in just general media these days. And more so, again, it's, it still seems to be relegated to like, yeah, the genre of like telenovelas, soap operas, and 
what have you, whatever, whatever terminology you may refer to, the equivalent of whatever country um, <laughs> of origin it may be from, right? Um, and again, it's at the, it's at the, <laughs> it's at the efficiency of like we we have to make another episode. This this is gonna go on forever. Who knows how long? Um, but yeah, it's it's nice to see like stuff like that pro like fading to become less and less present. I I would say. Um, Shout out to the prime minister in this one too. He just. He just vibed. <laughs> yeah, he just just hung out. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking like with regards to the shoe thing. We'll wrap up soon because I know we we didn't want to go too long. But uh, with regards to the shoe thing, I think it's really strange how like serious it's treated. Yeah, yeah. Like the severity of it is like unreal. And uh, listen, I get it. I know that there are a lot of people who are like, damn, like. I, I definitely understand where Kronosuke is coming from with his more insane look at things. Um, but it's like this weird thing where it's like, damn, that's a really traumatic thing to witness. I'm like, is it really that dire? Like, would that make you afraid of women forever? Mm-hmm. Like, that feels insane to me, but... I don't know. Right, and not the not the thing that actually does happen to him. You know, yeah, like like, like the, the reaction to that was very like I guess to an extent that is a representation of like how masculinity works, right? Like, right, right. And and I respect like that. oh men can be taken advantage of. Yeah, yeah. It's, it was a very upset, you know, a very frank depiction of like how that situation was being handled until eventually he realizes what happened. Um, yeah, in, in, in truth, in the end, and maybe even other people, I would say. Um, but yeah, the, <laughs> the dissonance between that and like what instilled his initial like phobia of women. Yeah. Um, it's like very... nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're not even comparable. Um, right. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, I, again, I think it comes down to it's, it's very soap opera type, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. things that it's like but but it, it, it is a series that it's constantly like going slightly deeper and then pulling back that it's like that's what makes it stand out to me i feel like a lot of the time um but i i did appreciate that i cannot name another actual anime that's similar to this you know like that is mm-hmm. what i come away from mm-hmm from this work specifically is this is something that I have not seen a lot of. There's not that many trauma, trauma anime in general these days that aren't just like made in a very specific format, i.e. rental girlfriend or like a citrus type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that it is, it is interesting to see something, try to explore something differently. Uh, even if I didn't mesh with it a hundred percent. But yeah. Um, okay, uh, show proper. Woo. Um. Is there a question? Uh, not for this. For later, 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 there will be. Um. All right, commercial time. I actually wanted to hear your, uh, your, you put manga here. I know we could talk about more anime, but I, I I do want to hear you talk about these manga. I have read, uh, two of these, so I was curious to hear your thoughts on all of these if you'd like to discuss them yeah so last week i was over in seattle uh visiting some friends and checking out the local sites and uh part of that was spent at a kinokunia where i just picked up some things where 
I, I was just thinking, you know, I want stuff to get into. That way I can figure out what else I might be interested in in the future and just have some stuff to sort of like have in the back burner. I haven't gotten through all of it yet, but these were picks that I looked at just thinking like, oh, this is either something I have not heard about at all, have not seen anyone talk about, and so it might be interesting to me, or have already heard enough about in the uh, periphery or like have had it uh, immediately recommended that I just want, wanted to go ahead and pick it up. What I've been currently going through right now is City. Uh, John actually recommended it to me yes. prior by uh, Keishi Arawi, the uh, same person that worked on Nichijou. City is another sort of like slice of life comedy situation, but in a whole city with a bunch of different characters having to go through and just navigate the circumstances of getting through shit. And uh, when it comes to sort of like the main focus, uh, one of the main focuses, uh, penniless college student Midori Nagumo, uh, she is really just going around and getting herself out of situations, maybe not. And then we just also see some of the other characters that are involved. I really enjoyed it from what I've read so far. I think I'm about four chapters in and... It's just been a very fun read. I hadn't had a chance to actually read through Nichijou before. So getting an alternate view on like that writing style, I really enjoy it. And I think I'm definitely going to try and pick up future volumes, especially since the manga itself has uh, finished. So <clears throat> that'll be good to pick up. Unlike Nichijou, which I guess is now running again. Yeah. Oh. Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from there, I also picked up my Alcoholic Escape from Reality, the uh, second latest entry from uh, Nagatakabi's uh, mm -hmm. work. I've read through my lesbian experience with loneliness and both of her solo exchange diaries. Uh, this month, actually, I know that her most recent work is getting translated and put out. I believe it's Wandering Warrior Nagatakabi, but... I had appreciated, uh, from what I've read so far, I definitely enjoyed it. I think it's a very interesting look at just someone having to deal with their neuroses in a way that, you know, is going to be different or is going to be difficult to, like, face at times, but also understandable from a way that it's just going, like, depending on who you are, there's different ways that you process that. And it's especially interesting to see, like, you know... In a lot, or in her work, she also references the fact, that, like, oh wow, like I somehow make money off of like these events. Is that like how does that ultimately affect who I am as a person? How does that ultimately affect my future work? Is this the only thing that I can really do right now? It's interesting to see sort of like an immediate introspection put right into paper, especially since, if I remember correctly, all of these are also done through her Pixiv, and then just collected mm -hmm. and published proper later on. Yeah. Uh, next up, what I got here. I mean, my trend also, I realize, is that I just need more... I need more manga about women. Like... Yeah. Damn straight. You're, you're <laughs> absolutely correct. <laughs> now that I'm looking at it, like, City is fun, where it's like the main character is women. I got the copy, is just her talking about her own shit. 
Uh, here I've got a one-shot called Shino Can't Say Her Name by Shuzo Oshimi. I believe she also currently has a work called... Uh, I forget what it is, but I see it all the time in um, stands. I'm going to go ahead and make sure that I can find it. Oh, sorry. Still about a woman, but... Uh, Oh, Blood on the Tracks is what I'm thinking about. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was going to say that, but I wasn't sure. So he's also done uh, that, but this one, uh, just going to read the back, because I have no idea what this one's about. High school can be a stressful time for many young people. For Shino Oshima, things go wrong on her first day as she fails to even say her name during class introduction. Ostracized and afraid, she struggles to find her place in this new world, but thankfully she finds her voice through music and some unexpected new friends. So, I'm a sucker for, like, stories about uh, people just trying to get more comfortable. It's why I liked Comey Can't Communicate. I appreciate something that wants to take a bit more of a serious or critical lens at that. So, definitely expecting a lot of good stuff out of that. In a similar vein, I also picked up the first volume of Oh Maidens in Your Savage Season by Mario Okada. And this one I had heard of through the anime um, initially. Mm -hmm. But, you know, girls that are in the literature club that are also realizing, ah, shit, we're going through puberty and, like, this kind of (laughs) sucks. And told from the perspective of... Someone that's actually able to go like, yeah, it kind of sucked, but here's what I learned from it. <laughs> so I'm really excited. From what I had heard about like the original pitch, uh, like I'm sure that it's as many laughs as it is just like very uh, tender moments of just you know recognizing what it is to be a woman growing up in that time in your life. And yeah, like as it says, it's about being in a savage season of your time. Of your life. So I'm really excited to see where it goes. Also glad to know that it ended recently as well. So I can just collect the entire set from that. Yeah, I um, I have not read the ending. But I got pretty far, far in when the anime finished. I went and read uh, up to wherever it had been at that point. Um, and I liked it. I thought, I thought it was... If I'm going to complain about Princess, like if if I have a complaint about Princess Jellyfish and not analyzing like the realities of every situation perfectly because it's focused on jumping between drama to drama, I think that one does a much better job of having downtime. Uh, in a way that feels realistic instead of like a show or like a manga, I think. Um, yeah. No, that definitely makes sense, and I'm eager to see how that looks like in terms of a uh, stark uh, comparison. I Not to get ahead of it, but I, I think I still think the thing that resonated me, or not resonated, that's the wrong word I want to use, shocked, uh, blew me away, was they did a preview for that anime, um, like mm-hmm. a week before it came out, and that episode cliffhanger, like they didn't have the full ending for the episode, and it's just like... It's insane. You'll see. You'll see. It's it was the most insane thing I had ever seen in my life. Um, oh boy. It, it's not like like bad. It's just like damn, okay. That this is your cliffhanger. <laughs> just in a really funny way. 
Right. It was the most insane thing I had seen until Rental Girlfriend had that dude jerking off and he grabbed his nipple. And that was like the most insane uh-huh. thing that I ended up seeing. <laughs> <laughs> Too real. You keep reminding me about that. I'm sorry. Like, it's just, it's no, stuck because in my this, mind. The season two is happening. Yeah. It's, it's still happening. So <laughs> from what Damn. I've heard of people who are reading that manga, it seems quite mm-hmm. bad. It seems real dire. That's a shame. I, I, I per- again, I personally, t- I was giving it a chance. I was like, this yeah. is interesting. This could, this could go somewhere interesting, and it didn't. You know, like, it had a very strong yeah. first several episodes. Like, like oh, okay. I, like, honestly, a genuinely, like, realistic, like, depiction of someone who's, like, just, you know, very self-loading. Like, he keeps hanging out with these shitty people. Like, absolutely shitty people. Mm-hmm. Um. But then, yeah, it doesn't go anywhere with commenting on, like, the situation with these, you know, these rental girlfriend women workers at all. Um, the fucked up ex-girlfriend, like, just for some reason keeps Exists. coming back yeah. in a cartoon. Yeah, like, <laughs> there were, there were, there were, there were, I, I thought there was, there was hope in it. And then there it just, was, then, he, but... then he jerks off and pinches his nipple. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so the thing that was getting me from reading about what where that manga goes is it really genuinely seems to be the thing I complained about with Nisekoi, where Nisekoi is always resetting and adding a new girl in constantly over and over again until yeah, it so ended. Yeah, so no character development. So there's no character yeah. development. It's the same thing where it's like oh, they are kept in the endless stasis of, oh, I need to keep causing drama and like just repeating incidents basically over and over again. No one's ever growing. No one's ever changing. Uh, it seems quite dire. <laughs> <laughs> but nice. I'm I'm always here, happy to hear that someone has been reading manga. Yeah, so I actually got John a. Picks them up. And then I got one more that I picked up just on a whim. Uh, Blue Giant. This one's also collected in like two volume uh, setups. So, you know, kind of a two for one deal there, but. No idea. I don't have much about it just from the cover, but uh, <clears throat> Dai lived a normal high school life in Sendai, a city of hot summer days and rainy nights. Between basketball, part time jobs, and an uncertain future, something was missing, and that thing was music. With his days and senior year running out, Dai swears a heartfelt vow I'm going to be the best jazz player in the world. But what do you need to be the best? Talent? Effort? A lucky break? Or maybe just a deep, pure love for music and too much stubbornness to know when to quit. You know, I'm a sucker for music stories. I'm a sucker for... It, it definitely feels similar to Blue Period in the way where it's like someone that just needs a specific spark and working their ass off to just actually get to that point of like momentum. And so, really curious to see how the rest of this one goes through and especially with something like I don't know. It, it sort of is an unspoken reality that when it comes to session musicians, you kind of just have a plateau in some capacity if you're not just a multi-million dollar recording artist. But with that said, I'm curious how this is going to go in terms of just like what uh, this character is going to like look for and how they actually get to this point. That does sound interesting. I'm I'm sorry. I was reading the the Wikipedia page for it. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen a jazz themed one. Of the like a jazz manga. Yeah, 
Hmm. I'm trying to think of any right now. Like, I mean, you could say, oh. like, to an extent... Uh... I mean, yeah, there's kids on the slope, but it's a bit yeah. more... That one is... Actually... Mm-hmm. No, no, I was going to say, like, yeah, this actually generally sounds like it's it's focusing on the lifestyle people yeah. do. Like, yeah, like you said, session players, like people who do gigs and, like, classically trained people and what have you. Um, like just, yeah, like, actually their performer lifestyle where... It's a gig by gig thing too. Um, that's a very interesting perspective, and it, it definitely sounds like this. That this, def, this definitely sounds like it's something <laughs> that the creator has a knowledge of, or like a passion for learning about and like supporting that uh, genre too. Right. Where you know, I have no idea how it could go, but it, like when you have that kind of a aspiration and the way that things look like currently, it's like you'll get a cool recording for an OST or something, or like. I don't know, and that's not to the, uh, that that is not to, like, downplay what session musicians do. I mean, their whole career is, like, very important as it is, and it's part of the reason why people still pursue music, but I'm, I'm definitely curious to see how that evolves, especially with where that character starts at and how that continues. Yeah, I think that a lot of these works are fixated around the idea of a lead-up to one big event. Um, so the yeah. idea of the lead-up being just a life. Uh, yeah, I mean... It's a lot oh, more interesting. God, I just remembered that Hajime no Ippo has something uh, similar happening yeah. currently. And that is definitely something I didn't anticipate as I was just starting with the series. But... Yeah, I'm still that, like that, a ways away from that point. That's a good ass program, let me tell you. Yep. Oh, I keep thinking about rewatching it, but oh, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to do it. I'm like still partially I, through the first. Yeah, I wanted to do it um, when I had like so I could do it like in the background while I do something. I need a good podcast game situation this that may sound insane but i i have always been the person who is able to read subs and also do something at the same time um i was trained by my friend who would watch naruto and final fantasy 14 to do it basically nice <laughs> they were watching shifuden as it aired or whatever oh my god and i was like that's insane and they were like you could do it too <laughs> and then i did <laughs> you, you just have the, the uh it's all my going to Deku, like, you can have this power. Yeah. <laughs> it really <laughs> felt like that. Like, it was like... Because then they, like, like after like after a while, I was like, wow, I can understand why you do that. That's like, that's great. I'm not playing this game anymore. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, uh, not yet. God, there was also just looking through shit where I didn't realize that there's a manga about, like, a dude that wants to sniff a lady and the lady stinks. Uh-huh. Yeah. What? <laughs> What? <laughs> hey, what? Yeah. And it's I can't just drop And this that's on and that's not... been going on for What is this? Uh-huh. Sweat and soap. Yeah, you soap. can't just say it as Sorry? Sweat and soap. Alright. No. And it's well, been going for eleven volumes. Good night, everybody. Eleven. Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Asako loves the company because she is ashamed about her sweating problems and body odor. And the sentence so produced by the company is the only thing capable of undermining her insecurities. However, the company's lead product developer approaches her and gets a deep whiff. Terrible. (laughs) And he states that he loves Asuka's smell and finds her inspirational. As the two continue to meet for work, Asuka begins to care less about being sniffed by Kataro and they start a romantic relationship. Wow. God. The freaks are winning. Wait, I have seen an advertise and I didn't know what it was about. I just saw the title. I was like, that's a weird title. It's probably just whatever. And then I that's the premise. Insane. Um, <laughs> it ju- yeah, it just started. It's fucking TV drama. It has a drama. Why does it? Oh it my started God, it last drama. month. No. <laughs> February 4th. I am obsessed with in the reception. I, again, I don't want to blow up her spot, but it says Brittany Vincent from Otaka USA called the main character's relationship downright enviable. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, <laughs> Listen, in the week where a lot of people are talking about being maidenless, I get it. <laughs> Good heavens. <laughs> God! Wow! Oh my God! Well, thanks for informing me. I guess. I guess well, this is my just desserts for the telling you about rental girlfriend. <laughs> but. Uh, no, I'm gonna say as well. You know, at this Kinokuniya, I found Hololive merch for the first time stateside. Wow! Hey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's some D for DJ material there. There was. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. No, I t- listen. I had a friend that was like, "Dude, get me a poster." And I'm like, "Eh, I don't think it's the stuff that you want necessarily." But or it was like find me these specific bitches and I'm like, sorry <laughs> sis, I can't help you out. <laughs> but uh, I was also trying to get like God. The other thing that's annoying is that there's a bunch of anime based off manga that I would want to continue, but I just never know where it like leaves off. Mm-hmm. And trying to figure out the specific point that I can just catch up from like way uh wave listen to me. As a uh, anime that I'd seen a, a while back, and I really enjoyed it. I would love to continue with the manga, but I just don't know where it actually leaves off, or if it does a uh, anime original ending rather than like picking up on where it actually like continues. So, not to say like, oh, well, God, I would hate to just read read the whole series, but eh, you know, sometimes it's like. Technically, I know all of One Piece because I just have the memory of, like, everything before Skypea just, like, burned to memory from, like, being a kid. So I never had to, like, re-go through any of that. Yeah. Um, so in terms of manga, I have been reading Vinland Saga. Mm. Which is a great oh, transition enough. that works out for this funnily fantastically. Enough, yeah, I was rewatching it. Yeah, I don't um, have much to add from my part, so I was going to say, how is uh-huh. the dub, LV? That sounds... Wait, how far were you into great. the manga? Like, are you past... So you're now I'm like, past officially it. past... I'm past it, yeah. yeah past I've been reading the Omnibus... Yeah. Omnibuses, I think, is what yeah. Oh, called? yeah, they got the, the big, chunky Omnibuses. Ones? Yeah, yeah I, Omnibuses. I've been reading those. I'm on, like, volume four or something. I have the first volume of that, and I would like to get around to that sometime. I got it for Christmas. Quite good. <laughs> yeah. It's quite good. You'll you'll like I it. I bet I will. And it, I I just I just got to give myself the time. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I specifically watched... So, Vinland Saga's anime is interesting that there are two different English dubs and not, like... Not like, oh, here's a British version and, like, you know, like, for, you know, and sometimes Southeast Asia, sometimes Southeast Asia gets specific yeah. English language dubs and for some reason that don't get distributed to U.S. because, again, of, like, weird licensing things. Um, no, this case, for some reason, Vinland Saga has, like, two distinct English dubs. Um, and in this case, they, there's a Netflix dub only available on Netflix Japan, English language version. Huh. Um, and then there's... A Sentai Filmworks dub, which is only available via buying it from Sentai Filmworks. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Vinland Saga officially, legally, in term, for the U.S. for U.S. streaming, um, is only on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime does not have either English dub. So I, I, I have found a way to watch the Netflix dub. That said, and I have seen clips of the Sentai Works dub, the Sentai Filmworks dub, and they're like very different in very subtle ways. Um, uh, uh, from just again, this is again. There's a bias here because I've seen the Netflix one in entirety. I have, I am unable to find a way to watch the Sentai one, um, and personally, I'm not interested in like purchasing it. You know, I, I don't know. It's a good series. I do want to. I, I do probably eventually want to buy the manga itself, but um, ultimately, um, uh, it's 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 like every 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 guy. Who's ever done a deep vo- ass voice is there. Patrick Seitz <laughs> is there. Ray so, Chases. Yeah. You, you, they're all there. They're hanging out. It's just, it's just a dude's rock anime, uh, which it is. Uh, <laughs> they're all there. I think it was very. I think it's very good. I think it was very solid. It, it's just, it's, it's just very straightforward. Like they don't do anything weird with it. There, there's no like exaggerated act. They're very much just straight laced about. It. Like you know, we're, we're we're dudes talking. We're we're gruff dudes talking. That's that. Patrick Seitz is literally just using his normal ass voice for everything he does as a, as a deep voiced man. Um, and, um, I, I think they just, I think they did a generally good job with like just the script of it. Again, it just nothing sounded weird or off to me. Um, uh, it, it was, it was very interesting. Cause again, from, from what I've seen of the Sentai Filmworks stuff, they, they, they kind of like, they were trying to go a different direction with trying to be quote unquote more accurate or trying to be in tune with some of the, the cultural etymology, for instance, Askeladd, who is again one of, like a the man, a, a huge a, a, a man, um, a huge the best piece of sh- shit um, yeah. you'll probably ever commit. Like an, an incredible, um, interesting antagonist, I would say, an incredible Fucking antagonist. Rules. Yeah. I know, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Um, and that literally, Askeladd literally means Ashlad, like a man of ash or something. And it's and it's explained in the series as to why he has that name. Um, the, Nef- uh, the Netflix dub just calls him Askeladd. Um, and it's important to note that the romanization of, you know, the Japanese characters is, is Ashuradu. Um, so the Sentai Filmworks dub, for some reason, just calls him Ashlad. Okay. <laughs> and went with that decision. Huh. It's very odd. It's very odd. They, went, they, 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 they made some very interesting choices with that, with that where they, were, they wanted to feel a little more... I, like, I are they going for the way, Scandinavian type yeah, stuff? Yeah, like, it was a little hot. There's a lot of yeah. it, like, where that is how that stuff ends up being pronounced, yeah, right? Much. Like, yeah, very much. Yeah. yeah, very literal, yeah. But it was it was a little weird because, again, it it was a little... It felt inconsistent. I don't know. I, I just appreciate how the Netflix was just not trying that. You know, mm-hmm. like, it didn't... <laughs> in a lot of ways where I felt like a lot of Netflix anime dubs... Um, uh, some some of which I've been disappointed by, where they just did not push anything, or for some reason they did not go to the direction of like, 
hey, this could have been more interesting if you actually did like look sure. into or like 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 you know, or like did a little more work in com- terms of like, oh yeah, this this character is speaking a specific language, like you know, you stuff like that. They they absolutely just did not bother doing that. Like you know, again, they just just do hanging out, talking. That's it. Um, and it seems like yeah, the Sentai Filmworks dub tried to do a little more with that. But it seems like it's, again, I've not seen the full thing. It was doing it in a lot of ways that felt a little weird. Because, again, it's not like anyone was speaking in Scandinavian accents. Uh, <laughs> dinga dinga um, Durgan. <laughs> absolutely, yep, exactly. Well, Leif Erikson um, is quite literally in the show. Oh, yes, he, he, he's there. He's, he's like there. his uncle, he's the main character. Yeah, he's uncle. like his, he's like his surrogate uncle. Um, All right, so we're gonna get a we're gonna get uh, Tom Kenny in like the booth. Great- Yep. Yep. <laughs> we got a third dub didn't. in the works right now. Yeah. Which they didn't. Missed opportunity. Third dub. Versions. Just Tom Kenny, Patrick yes, Fagerbeek, and for all uh, of them. Just get you to see, all of them. I would pay. You can do every. It's you I, can do every man in this show. I would pay for the SpongeBob um, cast to go ahead and do Vinland Saga. I would. You know, <laughs> you're they selling me on. Yeah. They're absolutely can. I think they can do it. There's like a character for everyone. Um, but no, yeah. Overall, um. Still a great series. Still a great series. I've I've yet to delve further past uh, what the anime does, which again, um, very fun to real you know very fun to realize the anime is just the prologue. It's just the beginning of a bigger story that has to, that goes on. It, you know, it turns to camera. It's the Vinland Saga. Um, <laughs> it's the saga of Vinland. Vinland but, um, Saga asks, "What if there is a Vinland Saga?" Absolutely, and they do. <laughs> they do. They. Ha- <laughs> but yeah, still a great series. Um, and uh, yeah, just hearing it in a, the English language is, is, is a very um, different sense of immersion. Like, for instance, there are many times where um, the characters are technically speaking different dialects. Like, oh, you have like a Welsh person, you yeah. have like a Danish person. And the, <laughs> for some reason, like it was not so, like again, watching it in the J- original Japanese language, it was not something that was jarring, again, as someone who's not fluent in Japanese. So it's like, oh, okay, they're all speaking, like, a language I'm not familiar with anyway. So I'm not processing, like, the scene where, like, this one character is not understanding another person, you know? It's like, oh, okay. It's just, it's, just, it's just going through my head. But now they're actually speaking English, a language I'm fluent in and, like, born knowing. Um, and just having this one motherfucker being like, I don't understand him. And then they're both speaking English was very odd uh <laughs> like it was very interesting um so I, 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 that's definitely the hard part when it comes to doing something like this uh it, it was it was just interesting like again because again it would be so hard to do something like that. you can't just like some, this this earlier version of like scandinavian that is not spoken by anyone these days right like you can't that, that's like that's a little too much work than you need to do just for moments like that but I was it, again. It was just very interesting to like experience those scenes again, and just how jarring that was. Because technically, everyone is speaking English to the viewer, me, the listener, viewer, but it it, it, it removed me. It removed me a little bit from that immersion in those moments. But that was it, really. It, you know, again, it was nothing, nothing too distracting. But yeah, overall, it is a good series, and it's it's very interesting. Yeah, to hear like yeah, there is a confirmation for a second season, but. Um, the shift of like, oh, it's not going to be what studio, which is the studio that has done this and has done a great job yeah. um, in the series, and it's going to be on Mappa now. is is going is a very interesting turn of events. So we're going to see how that works. It's the second I think, time like, it's happened. Yeah, I was. They're doing some volleyball game right now. I don't know what's going on <laughs> between the bidding wars for these two studios um, and the work they're just trading off. Um, 
I think they've done a great, like, I think, yeah, again, Wit has done a great job with just the translation of, like, this very detailed artwork, um, uh, and just, like, had a semi, semi, you know, moments of semi-realism, um, and even in moments where there's, it, even in moments where just, there's, there's, there's queer an episode that is, like, there's less animation or, like, less of a budget going on, they still, like, are, were consistent when it came to crowd shots, which I was most impressed by. Like, there, again, there are moments of CG, but I, I think they were actually used carefully, and in ways that should be used, which is very minimal. Like, they're used to supplement, like, the rest of, like, solid artwork. Whereas, in, again, a lot of cases, that's still an issue in a lot of anime where CG is being used very flagrantly in a way that's not well incorporated into a scene. And here, they actually do it well, especially for, like, huge scenes of crowds. Yet, they still put a lot of effort into, like, individualizing, like, a lot of these unnamed characters in the background. And I thought, and in watching this again, I really processed, like, wow, they're really going on a way to make distinguishable faces and not just, like, copy and pasting the same body type and same character face for a background. Like, th th they're really making it clear, like, here to, you know, to again reemphasize the realism of like what the manga was trying to convey, which is, for my understanding, is pretty well researched um, in terms of like, yeah, there's just fucking so much men in like these bands of people because they're unfortunately we're seeing it as expendable. And like, it, I, I think like also just wanting to add that human aspect to like, um, you know, a lot, there's just so much death in the series and just understanding like, wow, all these people have stories and now we're just only seeing like a snippet of like how big this world is. Um, but yeah, overall, a great series. Um, and where it's brutal, too, is it's, it doesn't hold back. But in a way that I, I never felt was very exploitive. It, it was very clear about, like... It was very inten intentional, I think. And very thoughtful when it came to the violence it shows. And just, you know, being, you know, just very blatant. Like, yeah, war is bad. This sucks. Like, no one should be doing this yet. yet. Masculinity, why not, right? Um, and, um, and... Like it being both, like it managing to be both cool and grotesque, just to you know, just to get the point across. You know, it's not trying to romanticize it. It's it's very much making it clear this is like an upsetting thing to witness, and being careful about what it's showing versus what it's not. Um, and where and where and where the animation shines, I think it makes that the impact of those scenes um, very strong. And great opening, great opening. Oh, just fantastic just screaming metal openings, song. both yeah. of them. It's great shit. <laughs> very angsty. It's it's great. It fits it. Um. <laughs> uh, it's such a good fucking series. It really, like mm -hmm. I genuinely went into it not expecting much at all because I had never mm -hmm. heard of it somehow, even though it's been a very yeah, long yeah. running series. And then just yeah, yeah, it got me. It has got me so down bad that I bought fucking Assassin's Creed Valhalla just to try to play. <laughs> no, it. that's how grim it's gotten, folks. So. I mean, the, the creators for his work is Planets, right? And yeah. it's so interesting uh, how that's John, such a big jump in genre. Yeah, John has... John read, read that, yeah. <laughs> it's such a distinctly different yeah, genre. <laughs> I really want to read I it love this person. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I've, um, and I, I just love the very different hyperfixations. Like, space? Now, Vikings. And, like, if you look at his Twitter... The author, he's just tweeting Viking chick. It's really funny to me. It's like, wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think he posted something about a recent chapter too, about like, um, like, like literally he had a retweet over some new Netflix series over Vikings and he's like really hyped as shit. Like, it's really funny and very excited. Like, and he just, again, posted a Twitter, like very, very happy about like people reading the latest Vinland saga chapter, et cetera. Like it's oh. clear, like he's, he's done a lot of research. And again, like it's the series too, and it's a, in itself kind of very, aware of like how a lot of these stories were not preserved you know and a lot of getting lost in translation and passed over by generation like, you know for instance like king arthur of course is like mentioned in the series and is, is at some point becomes like a very important narrative device 
in a way is like an unseen character, like important to like several of the characters. Um, and how yeah, a lot of these characters were mythologized uh, and um, the accuracy of like what actually happened to them, you know, them all being named after real people. But these are the manga's own interpretation of like these characters. Um, it's still a very valid, you know, possibility. Like, hey, maybe this did happen, but probably did not because there's so much shit like King Arthur fought a dragon. And I'm not sure if that actually happened, but he, he was based on a real person. So, you know, a lot. It, it's very interesting how it's playing with, yeah, like, like Viking culture be, and Norse like mythology being so intertwined with both history and stuff that might be myth um yeah so mm-hmm. uh, it rules <laughs> <laughs> i struggle to come up with a proper uh description of my feelings that's just it is such an interesting character study of Asgard for the most part and then i think yeah. the direction it takes with thorfinn and the other characters it introduces gradually is also really interesting stuff really mm-hmm. interesting there's stuff. like there's definitely been a viking um, resurgence it, yeah <laughs> like, i don't know yeah. what's going on and not and actually and you know again the issue of like norse norse imagery being unfortunately appropriated by like white supremacists and i wonder if there's like some yeah. weird indirect like taking back of it to be like no please like you know like um robert eager is the guy who uh, directed the lighthouse uh is like making a viking movie like that's that's like that's one that's one of the things happening so i don't know i don't know what's going on um it could be, yeah, it could be, like, a, a possible taking back thing. That'd be, that's interesting and kind of nice to see, but, yeah, just, just, just I think it was yeah, Game Curious, of Thrones, Cur- really, if I'm being real with it's, you. I, I know, that's still a shadow of it, yeah, unfortunately. Every, everyone, everyone just wanted to make, like, vaguely the Middle Ages pre- Yeah, but AD, they can't just like, do the Middle Ages, because that would be No, trendy. they can't. They, they have to do it slightly a, a century later, you know? <laughs> a century difference and like oh our magic's different or like oh we're not you know just that's the only differences yeah. right um but yeah I'm very curious as to what the anime adaptation of s2 will be like me too it could go anywhere it could it could go anywhere it could go anywhere yeah um, <laughs> i could also pretend it doesn't exist if it's not if it's not good <laughs> yeah i, I think yeah. It <laughs> that's be. how it Mappa, works it's fine mappa is fine even if they're yeah they have they have making the, it are not have, fine <laughs> No, no, oh, yeah, yeah. They have hit or, they have hits and misses. The hits are strong, and then the misses are like, oh no, what happened? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, John. Hello. Hi. Hi. So I know you're probably not caught up to this point, but I saw on Twitter one of my friends was like, "Yo, I'm watching this new Pokemon episode with uh, that's the Arceus crossover, and it's like the most fucked up shit of all time." And I thought that was really fucked up. Yeah, I am not caught up. I watched, like, three episodes. Um, I, okay. I, listen, here's... Here's here's where I'm fucked up right now, just, like, in my the, my, my brain. Because, uh, I mean, we're obviously going to talk about it on the regular-ass podcast. But uh, they, they did announce Gen 9. So, uh, in, uh-huh. my, in my mind... Um, <laughs> Like the most recent episode was like the tie-in with Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, so I feel like I'm like three games behind. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And like I kind of am in a way, but you know, it's not as bad as you would think because it's not my, it's not the anime's fault. Well, I I, I mean I. I I don't. I don't know how true we, that we is. We don't know how complex it gets. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm interested in how early they got the information about this 
new generation being development for like the anime side of things. I bet they probably knew too at the I same mean, time. So they're already gearing up maybe. I mean absolutely team for dad. No, absolutely. Like I bet the people who make the yeah, anime yeah. like they 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 have to know way ahead of time. Like same with like the card game and shit cuz like yeah, yeah. they have to start making the cards. They have to start getting people to like do the art for all that shit. Um yeah. I mean at the same time though if they're going to keep doing what they're doing with the anime which again is why it's frustrating that they're like going so fast with the games is that like they set it up so the anime doesn't have to go to the next gen like they can just keep going to old places and like revisiting stuff forever if they want like for years if they want to and they're just like no actually we got to do gen 9 this year and not let Arceus breathe at all um which uh which is insane but uh that that's that's not what this show is about this show is about hanime and uh yeah the, the, they did bring in diamond shining pearl it was it was very stupid it was like incredibly stupid um a dawn from an alternate universe steps through a time portal <laughs> and yeah. steals our dawn's piplup yep Oh fuck! And then they they go into that <laughs> that time portal and they end up going into a realm where po- everyone's Pokemon are being de-aged into eggs. Yeah, and so they're like, what "Oh the fuck, fuck! What's going on? What's what's happening?" Baby vacation. Yeah, and so they they find out that it's because Dialga and Palky are fighting, and it, it's it's just that they're just they're just pissed at each other and they're shooting beams at each other. Um, mm-hmm. and biting each other a bunch. Um, and the then girls as once again are do. fighting. Yeah, the girls yeah. are fighting. <laughs> I was gonna say, that's like the fucking Platinum movie, right? The Giratina movie is like literally just them biting each other nonstop. I guess so. These yeah. MFs hate each other. Why they are really, they? Who blame them? They if really I saw did. Palkia, I'd be pissed. And if I was Palkia and I saw Dialga, I would also be pissed. <laughs> they, they, I look at them and they, yeah, both may be pissed. I, they yeah. are like the Pokemon version of the Mountain Goats song, No Children. <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of like Dialga. I don't know. Dialga is fine, yeah, yeah. but I have yeah, an Dialga's attachment fine. to him because of Primal Dialga from the good Pokemon game. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I their their relationship is just I hope I die I hope we both die <laughs> yeah I mean Zertina's I like damn bro yeah uh, anyway I'm gonna go I'm gonna go try to fight God see you later um <laughs> no it's just it, it's it's bizarre it turns out the reason why they're fighting is because Team Rocket got the red chain and made them it like basically put them in a no fighting sweater. Um, but then they, they did exactly not that. And so, like, yeah, the, the Team Rocket in this universe is, um, is, uh, adept. So they have, like, fucking, like, bracers on that keep them from de-aging. Because the, the, pe- <laughs> the people are also de-aging, they're just doing it slower, so nobody really sees it. Remember that one part of, uh, the Digimon movie? Yeah, it it really it really did feel like that part of the Digimon movie, like extremely so. Yeah, um, yeah. Cause the, then the, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, because yeah. then they go to like try to stop Dialga and Palkia, and they fight Team Rocket, and Dialga like shoots them like head on with a time beam, and it deages them all. So they're all kids, they're like little kids, I guess, in the, in that regard. Because I mean, they're all supposed to be ten or whatever. But um, so you know, then they they break the red chain. And Dialga and Palkia are, are like, oh, oh shit, we were fu- oh fuck, sorry everybody, and then they fix it, 
And, you know, they do the whole thing where they're like, wow, oh man, alternate universe Ash, alternate universe Dawn, I can't wait to see you again. And I'm just imagining Palkia being like, no, I'm not sending you over there again. No, you're not going to hang in. Do you understand how fucked up this is? No. Um, And yeah, it was, it was stupid. (laughs) It was stupid. Um, It wasn't like bad, but it was stupid. Um... And then they had two episodes about, um, fucking, what's his name, uh, Alistair, the the ghost, the ghost gym leader from yeah. Sword and Shield. They, A- Ash wants to, wants his, uh, Gengar to, uh, to, to, uh, Gig- Gigantamax. And so he's like, all right, well, I'll figure out how to do that if I go meet the ghost gym leader. So I'll go, I'll go see him. And so they go to the train station, and they they just randomly get on a train that magically appears near them. And it's the fucking ghost train. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, dog, we're, they're, they're like, Ash, Ash straight up says something along the lines of, yeah, I don't know what train this is, but as long as it gets us to that town, it's okay. It's like, bro, what's going on, dude? <laughs> And so, yeah, they they end up finding the odd keystone on the train, and they t- and Ash touches it, and he gets possessed by an evil spirit that's inside of the odd keystone, that's like a part of Spirit Tomb that goes into him, and he starts being a little bastard. He like pushes go, and like he's just a dick. And so then they like go around the train and see a bunch of ghost Pokemon, and then Alistair's there, and Alistair's like. Y'all, what the fuck are you doing on the ghost train? And they're like, we, we're just here. We're 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 trying to figure out what's up. And then they get they get the friggin' spirit out of Ash. And uh, you know, spirit spirit tomb's cool. I like to see spirit tomb, so that's fine. Um, and then they go train with Alistair, and they have this like nice little episode where it's just about like Ash and everyone uh, going to find uh, the. Uh, the Dynamax mushrooms, so they can make the soup. So Gengar can eat the soup, and so can Gigantamax. And it's just <laughs> a good episode, because you just get to see Gengar a lot. And it, I, I started thinking about it, and I was just like, you know what? If, if I were to... If I were to just say, like, uh, with no bias, just unequivocally, the best Pokemon is probably Gengar. Like, n- like if, if you just wow. had to pick one, I think it's Gengar. It's a pretty good one. He's pretty. It's good. at the I very it's Pichu, but it's at the very least in the because con- I'm saying no bias. Because like I, <laughs> oh I, because like it, like I I have plenty of Pokemon that I prefer over Gengar personally, but if I were to say like okay, if I were to meet somebody and they had never seen any Pokemon and I was like okay, I want them to just immediately fall in love with Pokemon as a concept, I would show them Gengar. I would show them Fuecoco, but that's where, uh... <laughs> I, I would show them the weed cat. I, I mean, people do love those starters, so, you know, I, m- maybe you're right. Those new starters are really good. I I would still, I would do Pichu or Litwick, I think. Litwick is, is also really very fun good. little buddy, you know? It's I, like, you get to see the novelty of Pokemon on display, and it's sure. also adorable. Sure. I'm sorry. It's it's ditto. Just look at that. Ditto's pretty. It's fucking just a good. blob with a 
with a wine Mewtwo's face. pretty good too. I'm not gonna yeah. lie to you, but Mewtwo, That's fair. Mewtwo does Iconic. is like sort of DBZ adjacent in a way that might yeah, be yeah, off putting. Yeah. If, yeah. if if I was yeah, trying yeah. to if I was trying to make someone understand how badass Pokemon can be at times, <laughs> it would be Mewtwo. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Think about uh, Absol. Absol's badass. Absol's pretty good. I found the weak at evolutions. No, get that. (laughs) (laughs) That is what's going to happen. No, you're right. No. The way it's just gradient shifted and not even like. Yeah, what is it? Maverick did link a picture of uh, Neko Art. That is three different greens. Weed color, yeah. Well, yeah, because it's becoming more, you know, powered up. Yeah, yeah. It's Sprigatito and more, then more uh, noxious. Neko Verde and then <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. What? And then uh what? let me think. Grussy. <laughs> Shut up. No. <laughs> Thanks for your hard work in the mines. I think you're gonna get a call from Game Freak like tomorrow. I'm sending my resume over to them now. Yeah. How did you hear or you, this? Or you'll get in trouble for leaking. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they gunned me down because I found out about the leak. <laughs> wiped off the face of the earth. <laughs> they just hit me. They they hire their actually real Snorlax to hit me with Hyper Beam. <laughs> you deserve it for that one. Or they send wow. their very real Gengar. Wow. They send their very real Gengar <laughs> to just to just bully you. I think Clefairy's a great, uh, Clefairy's my real answer, Clefairy's by the way. Uh, quite good, yeah. <laughs> Clefairy, but I mean, yeah, it's like, it's like a, the inverted That's the yin Gengar. and the yang, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's like, I think, yeah, that's intentional. Um, they're both very good. Great couple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> yes, that is my, um, those are my Pokemon thoughts for now. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, so I just have one little bit to say, which is I I haven't watched much recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished Demon Slayer and a couple other things, but yeah. really, what I have been doing is rewatching Machikado Mizoku Demon Girl Next Door because season two is coming out next month. Um, and it is still good. It is a good series that I highly recommend. It's pretty basic as far as things go. But if you are looking for a magical girl Yuri, it's great, folks. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. It is just, you want to see this little girl with horns suffer nonstop while her magical girl girlfriend bullies her all the time. It's great. It's it's a fantastic work. And frankly, we need to see more, like, satirical works, but not, like purely focused on satire like it is trying to be its own thing at the same time we need more works that are aware of the uh trappings of a genre and fooling around with them in a fun way like not in the sense of like a madoka deconstructional sense in the way that's more like a we know that you know how the fuck a magical girl works what if they were gay and living their life I guess what if they were gay is kind of redundant, but, um, you know, it's fun. It's a fun series. Um, and I've also been re-watching Planet With, 
uh, which is because the they announced the Lucifer and Biscuit Hammer anime, uh, which will be good. I don't know if any of you even know what that is, but it's pretty good. Um, and both of these are made by the same people, uh, same person, I should say. Uh, Satoshi Mizukami. Um, and I think Planet With is a really great encapsulation of like both what work they did in Spirit Circle and Lucifer and Biscuit Hammer, which is this real focus on interpersonalization and like the idea of the internalized thought process of many individuals over a cohesive whole. Like they are creating characters that have tropes, but they all have their own interiority in a way that is like it makes it so that even with two like conflicting sides to something or with like multiple uh, like two sides that are at odds with each other and you really like the way it is written it doesn't feel like it's leaning towards any one side you know what i mean like it's it is all of their work is focused on this idea of examining like what is going on i know we were talking about this in the group thing but like that frustrating thing about ranking of kings right that mm -hmm. came out like that focus on how it is painting with a broad stroke an entire country mm -hmm. in its representation this is like the complete opposite where it's like every single character all has their own like analysis and um examination and that's all something that i just love in works like my favorite game beta morgana right like that's all about that um and i think like it is just really interesting to create stories where there isn't like an outright sense of condemnation um and it would be worrying if these were stories with you know characters that were like nazis for example or something like that like you want to talk about we have a question that's like what's the worst anime of the season and i'm going to say it's attack on titan <laughs> um it's just like that is a series where it's like because of the people who are creating it have this idea of what like oh well you should see my side of things it's this but this is like a more emotional sense this is like we are talking about like oh, I don't like this person, but why don't I like this person? And the examinations of what goes into that and how they intermingle. And it's, they do it in such a specific way that you just don't see a lot. And all of their work has the same exact vibe. And I really like it about it. My girlfriend turned me on to it years ago and I would like to thank her for that. Because I think like Spirit Circle... Uh, Lucifer and Biscuit Hammer all and Planet With like that I remember watching I never finished it last time when I was watching it um, so I'm looking forward to doing it this time I just think they're really interesting complex works uh, wrapped up in the aesthetics of a very simple thing because that's how real life feels I think it is a million complexities but to everyone else it is just a day to day sequence of like just it's it's an everyday um i think it's really interesting um but that's that's all i have to say about it um so i was gonna say uh lv yeah katana Gatari, what's the take on two peggle two jump two peggle two jump two yeah jump um <laughs> fireworks loud music um 
Yeah, going. It's going. Um, it definitely. I don't know, but again, like it feels. This feels like a more natural watching and uh, 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 observation of this series compared to before. Where I feel like I'm not pressed to watch it quickly. <laughs> Each episode is about almost an hour, right? Um, it feels better this way. It definitely feels like this is exa- well. It, it this was exactly how it was shown, right? Once a month. Um, yeah, I, we're on the second sword now. Second sword, which is the sword that cuts very quickly. I think that's my way of simplifying. It cuts very quickly. You can't see it. Um, I yeah, I remember yeah, I remember liking the sword in particular. This episode, it was just very interesting how, um, you know, like this is the second episode. You're kind of now like kind of settling in on like what's going on and just kind of also getting used to how like each episode is structured too. Like you know, there's like mm-hmm. you know, here's here's the exposition, here's the the, the state, you know. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's definitely it's it's it's, I, it's definitely faring better for me this way. I think. Um, I think I remember like, um, I think hitting a certain point would like I think it was like halfway through the series, where which is where I, I think I kind of dropped around it, where like, um, you know, eventually unveiling the twist with the sister and how she's like fucked up. Uh, yeah. At that point, I was like, what is go-? you know? I, at that point, I had like little issues with like kind of like really embracing what was going on. So I, I'm curious. I, I think I think it will be mostly smooth sailing until that point, and I'm curious, like, how my opinions of the series will ultimately change, I would say, in terms of, like, how that feels better, watching it m- month by month, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no, but overall, I, d- I do recall, like, at least liking the first half of the series, right? Like, and feeling like, oh, okay, you know, like, again, it's all mostly exposition. We're just kind of... It feels like there's no stakes yet, right? Like, he's just... what what You know, like... um What's his name again? Yasuri. Yeah, like, he's just he's just a doofus just kicking ass. And it's like, oh, I got, you know, like, this bizarre innate talent. And, like, his dynamic with Togame is, like, again, very funny. Um, just, um, but, yeah, it's going. It's going. It's still, yeah, it, it, it is, it is, it is really wild to me that to this day there's, like, there is just no, there's just still no accessible way to watch this. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It is very weird, especially as something like this that has had like a deep. I would think has had a recent, like I mean, reasonably sized coverage. You know, like it, it is very interesting how how no one. I mean, yeah, it had a limited like Blu-ray release, but then just yeah, it's so weird that no one has ever. And I don't know why. Still, it's very odd. <laughs> Yeah, no one has ever picked it up for like licensing. Yeah, I've I've been wondering the same thing when I was looking into it. Like, like was there is there some weird like? I don't know. Again? As far as I can tell, I did a I did heavy research into this when we watched it for Trixie, and yeah, yeah. I I couldn't find any explanation as to why it is yeah, not anywhere. Like it does not seem to be made by a complex like chain of groups. Like a lot of things end up being trapped in Toei slash to- TV Tokyo hell, right? And then it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh you like, can't get uh, precon because... Like, yeah, and stuff like, and yeah, stuff like the Macross yeah. thing, you know. And that seems like, and that seems like it's kind of like opening up now. Yeah. So it's very weird. And yeah, and this studio has done other things that have been distributed with no issue. So, <laughs> very odd. I, I also don't know why I said precon right then. I meant precure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which, like, there's just so many seasons of that that are just completely inaccessible because of the nature of it. Um, mm-hmm. Hellish. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I, I need to watch 
episode two um, because I I'm also curious because I felt the same way as you with the sister stuff uh, later in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm really excited for is the last episode again because it's like. <laughs> Oh the my good gosh. Shit. And also, like, I think, like, yeah, like you said, analyzing the structure and seeing, mm-hmm. like, how it works, I think that's what makes, like, the episodes that are different really stand out and yeah, uh, yeah. be really compelling. Um, and that's kind of the effectiveness of the series if it was actually, like, being watched in this way specifically. Like, this idea mm-hmm. of, like, structure happening at the beginning of the thing and towards the end of it. Um, right, but it, in like, the middle, it, it's it a like more chaotic. Yeah, it hooks you into this formula again. Like you know, we've been talking about again, like cable television soap operas, in in regards to F- Princess Jellyfish and like related media. In this case, it like it's doing a similar. You know, it, it pulls you in thinking thinking it's doing a similar thing, and at some point, no, it goes off the rails, and it's like oh, um, and and therefore like adding to like it, it the very deliberate decision to just air this once a month, right? Um, it, it it it's it's so interesting. It's just so interesting. Like it's 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 you know it's it's not just it, the storytelling's not just within the story itself. It's very much intertwined with like how it's being presented, like how it you know, and it's it's limited nature where like you know you can only watch you can only watch this once a month and like make sure you yeah make sure you schedule your time and or set your DVRs or whatever was used at that point in time. Um, um, I'm sure his DVRs are still being used, but like. Uh, it's very intentional, and I think that's interesting. And I, yeah, I don't know. It makes me think that, like it's just inaccessibility intentional too. Very odd. I don't think that that helps it, but <laughs> a huge mystery um, as to why to the state's still a weird thing that's not accessible to watch in le- in legal ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just like why you know you'd think someone would yeah. want to make money off it, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, uh. Um, all right, boys. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. How's, there it how's is. your cosplay girlfriend doing? Oh, she's great. <laughs> I wish you were real. <laughs> <laughs> she's hanging out. She's going to... She's, she's meeting friends. She's making cosplay friends. Okay. She's going to sco- sc- scope out the scene. Learning about high-end cameras and freaking out about, or, or the the guy is freaking out about the prices. Um, I I don't know. I don't have too much to say about it because it's just uh, just hanging out. They're having a good time. They're they're meeting folks. You know, it's just nice to see a cosplay community springing up. You know, like it's it's again as someone who has been friends with cosplayers before, it's just like it's 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 very true to form. That you know, the the conversations here are just like, oh man, I can't wait to take pictures with you. Oh man, uh, this this camera is expensive as fuck, but I finally saved up enough money for it. Oh man, I can't wait to post this on t- Twitter. Like it's it's that sort of thing. It's 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 very real. It's it's very fun. Yeah, I would say I actually have more to talk about with the back half of this episode because uh, Marion and Gojo go to the beach. That's true. Uh, school's over, now it's the summer, and it was a very, uh, a very fun back out for the first half. It was more just like, a, oh, we're gonna scope out this location, because it's, like, kind of a studio shoot spot. We can just, like, figure out the pricing and everything, and 
got to learn a little bit more about the uh, newest uh, characters, Juju and her sister. But, uh, eh, you know, that part was fine. What I really enjoyed more was that this is much more a, a solidified chance to, uh, you know, just develop more of this relationship on screen, which I mm-hmm. really appreciated with the way that, like, uh, there's just this moment towards the end where, you know, like, given the way that Gojo's whole life has sort of just revolved around having this craft uh, available, he kind of admits, like, eh, you know, I never really, like, went to the beach. Like, this is also new to me. And Martin's like, oh, wow, like, come on, like, go ahead and do it. And uh, towards the end, as he's just, like, admiring the beach, she just, like, notices him and takes a picture of him, which I think was just a very tender moment of just, like, you know, uh, the the theme of the episode sort of just, like, yeah, you know, back, like, can really make a difference in a photo for that like you take and sort of just coming back to circle in on that uh, takeaway you just have Mario just like sort of noticing Goji to like taking everything in around him and you know that definitely felt uh, familiar in the way that like occasionally I have friends who like do just have like their own cameras with them to just like capture the moment and you know, it feels nice when someone is like, oh, dude, like, go over here real quick. And then it's just like, oh, months or, like, weeks later when it's developed, like, wow, that is a pretty good picture of me. I didn't realize, like, that, you know, I could be captured in such a way. Mm-hmm. It's still an, it's still a lovely show when it is not being too horny. And, and, I feel like the horniness and I, is and like, I still feel like the horniness isn't as bad as it could be, but also I don't know. I, I can see why people would be frustrated. Yeah, it's it's whatever right now. Like it, it comes up in ways where it's like, eh, it, it makes sense yeah. why this I, would want to come up. I'll, I'll I'm going to I'm going to come real with all of you because of how I I had criticized that aspect of it. I have no ground to stand on. I know this. I just <laughs> I've done a lot of reflecting, and I know that. Or the various works that I even just in standard isekai, I have no right to, <laughs> to get mad about it. I think it's uh, fine. We criticize what we like. Yeah, we're, we're no, in this I world. Just, uh, we're we're we, we are doing a podcast here. We're talking about shit. You know. If anything, yeah. I actually have a lot more to say in the fact that like. With all the dipshits that are going, oh, humna humna about this show, am I right? It's like, no, shut up. It's actually more restrained about its. It's sweet. Like, it's conceit. more sweet than anything. Yeah, and mm. the way that like it presents itself is much more. It knows specifically what it wants to do versus like, I'm on any list now to prep for that future question. But it's like right next to fucking uh, uh, dress up, darling. I see, uh, fucking. Shimatsu no Harem and Ari Ferretta. And that's like, yeah, no, if you want to no. complain about... <laughs> if you want to complain about horniness in anime, like, that's where you go to. Yeah. I know this is why I'm saying, as someone who's watching that, uh, I have no <laughs> to stand on. But also you're a rose, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I have immunity. Exactly. <laughs> um, but no, I'm glad that it continues to be this nice little thing for y'all. Yeah. Um, that is the best thing that that type of show can be. Because mm-hmm. if you had come in one week and you'd be like, damn, not feeling it this week, I'd be like, no, what the fuck happened? <laughs> you know, like, the fuck did they do? 
you know, we're at the episode nines of a lot of the a lot of the seasons, so there's still a chance. Yeah. There can always be a chance. Um, speaking of a chance, uh, you've had a chance to watch some Golden Boy. Oh, if we want to talk about horny. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if we want to talk yeah. about horny anime, wow, let relic. me tell you. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the I have a feeling I know like... why you've watched this, but would it be because of a reference in a recent video? <laughs> uh, you know, you maybe. Outright? <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cause well, was I gonna go watch all of Aiken? No, no. <laughs> but uh. no, you know, um, <clears throat> in a recent video by uh, video essayist slash musician Hazel, uh, she talked about Aiken and then pivoted into some other shows of recommendation. One of which being uh, Golden Boy, which. I feel like has always been on my radar and has always been something I would eventually want to check out. And today, for other reasons, <laughs> oh man, it's very funny, like tiptoeing around it. But eh, you know, I have a lot more availability in my schedule now, is what I can say. And a way to sort of like, uh, Reflect that is to, uh, I don't know, like, get into an OVA since I have the time to. And Golden Boy is definitely reflective of someone. Well, the whole conceit is you have Kintaro Oe, a 25-year-old freeder, uh, which is someone that is just constantly going through just part-time gigs and exploring um, various areas, going ahead and just taking up a bunch of odd jobs and uh, getting involved in various with the with the lives of various women, and ultimately, each episode is just him in a new setting. And uh, this is a six episode OVA specifically, so you know you got six episodes. They're right there and available to watch in most places. And each episode is sort of just like um looking a specific um antagonistic figure so to say looking at kintaro and going uh who is this waste of space who's this idiot what do they have to offer and ultimately as the episode goes on kintaro being able to prove himself in some capacity and uh before he can really just culminate with um what would be a scenario of getting the girl the I would genuinely see the spirits of um, adventure and the spirits of education comes to call to him to his next grand adventure. And, eh, you know, it's called, like, uh, <laughs> with it being an OVA, that, that's part of the reason why I talk about the horniness, because it is just full-on tits out at points. Like, episode five is literally... Oh, by the way, here's a girl that gets hot and bothered by her bike. Can you? Oh yeah, that's that's a particular famous moment. That yeah. You, if you talk about series, it's that scene. Yeah, <laughs> and then by the yeah, end, yeah. it's like Kintaro, yeah. you ride your bike so fast. I need you to like ruin my life. 
<laughs> I, I was thinking of something more obscene that I could say, but they they do the job for me so many times, and no, you know, oh God, it was just such a fun watch. Like I was laughing out loud a lot of times. Um, of course, I watched the dub because that's just how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Smith, uh, Kintaro's voice actor, is gold. I love. I, I just love the ways that a voice actor can come into a uh, performance in a way that just really adds a lot of depth to what the character is going for. It reminds me in a similar way to the fact that, um, I believe for Freakazoid, <laughs> they also like had someone in mind, but instead had to go for somebody else, and that somebody else ended up just being the person that was like the go-ahead, uh, Paul Rugg, who I believe... And I could definitely be wrong about this. That he, uh... Did do... The actual, like... Oh yeah, he was the writer for Freakazoid. And since they couldn't have the actor come in, they were just like, Eh, why don't you do the voice? Alright, I do the voice. Hey, actually, this works. Can you just go ahead and, like... Finish up the series with it? (laughs) And that's what he did. In this case, Duck Smith is definitely a offbeat voice of a uh, voice actor but it really comes together and I think just really highlights the way that you know Kintaro is equal parts goofy and kind of a freak as he is very genuine with the way that he presents himself and very eager to learn about the world around him this is um I I believe all the original Evangelion women um, who who dubbed the original dub huh. or the original series are in this? They're they're yes. all the women in this sh- in this in this thing. I I believe like pre, I th- I don't know pre ADV like or around that time before like the licensing made sense at all and it was just a lawless land of whoever was auditioning for whatever. But it's like you know like Asuka's uh, Tiffany Grant yeah she who who still has been Asuka for like many things in recent th- times. She's still been Asuka for the movies etc. I think I I might be wrong, um, but um. She's like um, a major character in Golden Boy. It's 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 kind of, again. It's really funny to see like, oh, looking back, like, yeah, completely lawless. There was no just standards for some reason. Like there were just tons of like, you know, regular ass voice actors. Then meanwhile, hardlining, jumping into like stuff like this. That's very different from their scope of the rest of their serious work. Yeah, which, like uh, Allison Keith yeah, is yeah. in here, and I believe that she is just Misato in a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And her, she was the, uh, she was Naoko, the, uh, uh, school girl, which is a very fun episode, too, in the way that it, like, bounced around between, um, just going, I don't know, there are definitely a lot of fun character performances as well, where, you know, on one hand, you also just have scenes where it's like, oh, woman breaking down it's like god i just <laughs> i'm thinking about um ariel needs legs god how can i not fuck him <laughs> that's pretty much the show yeah yeah and you know it In works fact. Yeah, yeah no i think it works too i watched it years ago um i forget why i genuinely forget why but it's one of those shows that like has a specific kind of recognition to it and understandably yeah, so honestly but I remember even at the time thinking that it was enjoyable. Um, yeah, no, also, again, like... like mm-hmm. 
I was gonna say, like, with the dub specifically, like, that is an aspect that I think a lot about in recent times, just the nature of what it, the old dubs were like, specifically. Um, no shade on the most recent dubs for things, where they have started to really branch out in the voice actor pool, but, like, 2005 to, like, 2016, it is just the same four people doing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a variation of the same three voices, and it's just, mm-hmm. like, miserable to me. So you, when you get back into the 90s and you have a lot of variance between people having no idea what the fuck they're doing and people, like, tr- giving it a real shot, uh, which you're seeing a lot of more these days, I think, again. Um, mm-hmm. It's really interesting. There's actually, like, a standard now. Yeah. And all, and a lot of, like, ADR directors are very much those people who, like, went through those experiences. Yeah. <laughs> of, like, utter lawlessness in anime. And, yeah, like, as discussed with, um, in the previous episode before, like... Uh, in regards to like out just outsourcing it to to random people in Canada, like Canadian <laughs> actors, because they just didn't know, and then none of those people like are in the anime industry whatsoever ever again. Like it's it's just so interesting how like this this is just another simple gig for someone who just wanted to get into acting or do something with her. Like oh maybe they're like they're in theater and like oh this is just a thing to put in their demo reel or their portfolio to say like hey like here's an example of me acting you know, and not doing anything with it further. Meanwhile, now today, yeah, it's like a very professional field. Like someone who, like dub, you know, works in anime dubbing, very much also like, not only does that, not only does that like, with tons of credits, but also probably just outright is a professional voice actor. You know, um, it's it's <laughs> any anyone could have done the job. Well, no, I'm mean, I'm not saying that, but like, not not anyone could have done the job. But you know what I mean? It's just like wow, any anything could have happened back then. Like it, there's there's a lot of like unknowns now to pretty pretty um cult classic shows and anime which is unfortunate but again that's that's how it is um they just did not want to pursue it further and it's very interesting how the history of anime kind of comes from that obscurity what were you going to say maverick before i interrupted you I'm trying to remember what I was even going to say. I'm really sorry. <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry. Happen. And I just went uh, It's tangent. not your fault. No, it's mine. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's fine. I mean, ultimately, like, there is definitely a specific level of prestige to the show. And I, I think also when it comes to characterization, it does a really good job of just balancing the way that, like, the way that they try and show how Kintaro gets his jollies. It's definitely like, all right, dude, yeah. you got to, like... You gotta calm down, but then at the same time, balances that out by just being able to say, like, oh, no, by the way, like, here's him restructuring the entirety of this code, like, in one night, because he did just study up on how to do that. Here's him finding fun and inventive ways to um, help the kids that are, like, scared of getting into the pool go ahead and learn, like, learn through, like, fun games to, like, get out of that, and that way you just have a better retention rate. Like genuinely showing the way that he can problem solve and just get to know people and how that helps him overall like handle the situation that he's in. I think it's very consistent in the way that that uh, is brought about and it's just refreshing to see that kind of a character in media. I definitely agree. There's just this era of guy that it's we don't get to see anymore, you know? <laughs> no. It's like very um Johnny Bravo esque, right? He's sort he's of like yeah, yeah, kind of. Like he's very much like a floor and he's like kind of like a doofus dude. It's like like you know, there there's a there is a line that 
can be drawn, but it never is because he kind of is he 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 learns he you know he 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 develops a bit like you know he like yeah. learns like oh okay no there's a thread too far like and I'm not gonna cross it and he does get his just desserts and realizes oh yeah I'm sorry I'm being stupid you know like and which is very much what Golden Boy is it's like it's basically this young man like <laughs> going through the tides of adulthood and sexuality essentially um s- similar thing you know mm-hmm. um but of course Golden Boy is like borderline porn sometimes so oh my god yeah time, yeah. <laughs> In comparison to Jai Bravo, which is like, okay, kids can watch this yeah. and not process the sex comedy bits of it. But um, I, I think we need to go back to when there were OVAs like this instead of OVAs mm-hmm. like, uh, what is it? Damn it, Sensei, why are you here? Where <laughs> it's just porn straight up. Uh huh. And like the entire bits is just all porn with no examination of the con of like the scenes or the consequences, etc. I mean, man. Uh- I, well, you know, I just, like, really, though. The porn sequences. Yeah, yeah. I, I just wish that there were more original video animation. I mean, For again, real. to reference the other easy-to-reference Hazel video here, the whole hour-long like examination of 80s OVAs is cool because of the fact that, no, like, a lot of it is just straight-up porno, but then also it's, like, mixed in between, like, legitimate uh, gruesome gore and... Just other things where it's not just one thing that it's trying to create. And not only that, it's doing it at a very high, like, detail. At a high level of detail. That it's like, yeah, no, why not just go off... Go off the goop in a way that you are financially able to. But it's not really... The purpose of the modern OVA. the modern economy yeah. in general, but yeah. Right. That as well, and it's mm-hmm. like, there, it's no longer an original video mm-hmm. animation, it is a, like, add-on. A mini-sequel. Yeah. 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 Or a weird beach special, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's always something to tag Here's the extra to. stuff we could not finish in time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, fun stuff where it's like Shirabako, like, their OVA editions are actually like, hey, let's look at the last episode of one of the um, original anime from the first core, and let's look at one episode from the uh, anime adaptation, as if they were, like, existed and were out. And that's pretty fun. I like the idea of that, but oftentimes it is just, like, uh, a fun little treat for you to catch th- with the series, which eh, I don't hate, but you know, there's no shame in a six episode series that's gonna have high presentation quality and just presents itself from beginning to end as what it's gonna be. That I I really want to like talk to the people who make the OVAs today I think in a lot of cases not I'm not just talking like the DVD pack in ones I'm talking like even to an extent really like the stuff like the Miru Tights anime right like that's functionally identical to me in the like what that like what could it would have been something much different in the past type thing I like how do you make a series based off of like a tweet basically and the fact that there was just this era where people were just doing it is just so fascinating to me and like really going for it in a way <laughs> um but yeah sorry uh we can wrap it up now i know you sorry for going a little long john after we had talked before the show um 
but such is the way. Um, we have one question okay. we can get to real quick that I referenced earlier, um, which is Anonymous asks, what do y'all think the worst anime of the season is by animation, writing, direction, any metric? Oh, okay. Um, um, so I'll start wow. again yeah. by saying, yes, Attack on Titan, straight up. Like, <laughs> this is the actual ending. People are going to see just how bad the ending is when but it But Rose, it's got 89% on, on my on, anime oh, yeah, list. On yeah, oh, sorry, you're sorry. right. It's got an 89%. How could it be terrible? How could you tell me that this animation of Shingeki no Kyojin, the final season, is bad? I'm David Lynch, and I love Attack on Titan. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, why are you turning into, like, a David Lynch? <laughs> if you can believe it, it's fascism once again. <laughs> and this is, like, where it goes beyond the pale, right? Like, this is, for, like, people who know the manga, like, it it's grim like it's not it's not grim in the sense of like a berserk type grim right where they're analyzing the idea ideas of how these things happen to people and how they survive and live after this is about hey i'm just going to express my world views and be like isn't it interesting that uh maybe the nazis were right i don't know yeah and i was gonna say even then berserk at least goes on the back feet to be like and here is how you know Guts, Casca, and everybody tries to come to heal. grips and heal. Yeah. yeah. There's none of that here. The I the notion is just entirely fixated on this like grim dark epic type quality. And that's something like like to call back, like Vinland Saga is so good because it is really grim, but at the same time, it is interested in exploring its characters and the ideas behind them. And this is a series that never had any interest in that. Yeah, not me. Even from the beginning. Oh, are yeah, you that one's well written. That's the difference. <laughs> and no. well researched, I think. Uh, no, like you go back, you see that first episode, everyone was like hooting and hollering because the mom gets eaten in half and the blood's everywhere. And the yeah. theme song. And the theme song. And the kid's just like, I'll that's kill it. you. I'll fucking kill you. And like, that's. <laughs> that's it. That's what if, the entire that's series. That. What if there was a boy that, that wanted oh to kill God. everyone? That was very visceral. What if there was a boy that just wanted to kill (laughs) things? It's not even like on the level of Death Note, right? Where they're trying to like explore like societal ideas. Yeah, even then it's the fact that it's like, oh, I know that I'm too good at things. What if I just went ahead and tried to, I don't know, play God for a little bit? Yeah. Never mind that my worldview is clouded by the fact that my dad is a policeman and I believe everything is a meritocracy. Uh, Speaking of Death Note and... Death Note. Platinum End is very bad still. Yeah, uh, that's your not, choice? It's going the same direction. Um, it's just, oh no. Yeah, I oh, haven't no. heard anything good about it. Oh no, and then uh, we, we see, right, um, it's just like, hey, do you remember Death Note? Death Games? here, And, and again, like the issue of like wanting to say something, but I don't want to hear this. What are you doing, sir? Uh, <laughs> what are you've been online too long? You need to go. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, we've seen the manga pa- panels where I'm not sure if the anime. I don't. I'm. I'm not. I'm only halfway through still, but it's very painful. It's very hard for me. <laughs> but I need to know. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not sure if the. I'm not sure if the anime is gonna reach that point or if it actually is just a, a finished like adaptation of the manga, which I think has ended. So it might possibly be. 
Um, but we've seen those wretched manga panels of like the strange, um, homophobic but not yeah. right, of one of the I characters. I don't know what that was. Wonders, I don't know what's going on. So anyway, the problem with the show is very much, yeah, we have all these characters spouting off like different ideologies and it's just again it's just very contrived very edgy for no reason i any any series like this is is which again unfortunately seems to be a frequent problem with anime i have um in terms of like um again the issue of like the market demanding like hey we need a serious series and it's not um you know distinct from like you know the the typical edgy the typical rom com like but this issue of like fucking series like this where it is just used as a direct mouthpiece of like some bizarre <laughs> misinformed like manifesto the creator has and it's just very apparent and not like subtle at all um but yeah i don't know they i i like the i like the little death note sequel that was made like like it was just a little one shot i was like oh okay that makes sense this makes sense and i don't know what this is this is very bad um do not recommend. Do not recommend. It looks it, it 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 looks it looks still cool on the surface. It's like wow, okay, I remember I remember what these guys have done before. Cool, but other than that, it's not well done. It's it, it lacks. I also it just generally it's just very disappointing too in general because it, it very much like again I think Death Note is a very solid series that I think still generally holds up with what I was trying to say. Yeah, and this is such a this is such a bizarre like one eighty in terms of like not knowing what to say and perhaps even going the opposite direction <laughs> too so it's it's very odd uh th- I, I don't just may- th- th- I, I, uh, I don't know I, I think Obata just is going through some dark night of the soul and, and something happens here here <laughs> see I don't have anything that's like very uh interesting John do you have any like, ideas yeah what y'all are saying is is pretty accurate like attack on titan is like morally bad and platinum ends just sounds shitty i mean the thing that i partook in that was awful was um i watched the first episode of girls frontline because i wanted to see what the fuck is going on with that <laughs> that's that and that just sucked ass that was just like normal bad so i mean it's 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 yeah. not even classic adaptation yeah it's not anything to like write home about it's just like yeah don't watch this it just sucks whatever <laughs> move on we're done you're sa- you're the safest yeah. among all of us like i because well, the only thing is I, I, <laughs> you're I'm, choosing i'm just watching like, dress up yes. darling and ranking of kings and pokemon like yeah, you're doing a good job <laughs> I'm, I'm staying sane for anime i guess you could argue i guess i mean i, I mean i am still watching pokemon so maybe maybe not but you know could be worse. Could be. I mean, God, again, I'm just looking at what's out this season, and it's all all over the place. Fucking. It seems really rough. Yeah. Um. Don't forget that there is a cop anime, so by principle, that's, uh, <laughs> on the, that's already that's bad. That's on the list. It's on the list. Um, again, I, I did not watch the second episode of Q, but I assume... That that hasn't gotten oh, anywhere special. <laughs> it sounded very bland, but not like offensive, you know. Like, yeah, oh, no. here's another multimedia thing that's just not, yeah. It sounds bland, and I'm surprised that they're squeezing out 24 episodes out of this. Oh my god! No, that that's also another no, noticeable weird thing about this season. There's a lot of these titles for some reason having 24 episodes, and that's what's hap- Platinum End has 24 episodes. Um, Requiem of the Rose King, which again is not a bad series, but it was certainly disappointing, and it's sad to see 
how it's being handled because it definitely had a lot of potential, I think. It's, you know, a lot of people defend the manga saying, like, oh, it's actually very interesting and does some interesting things, but I dropped it. That's definitely, like, my first drop, unfortunately, and not the worst series, but yeah. There's a lot of ser- there's a lot of series recently getting some 24, 24 episodes. And what, what's going on there? Don't know. Very but, strange. Um, very strange. Uh, the Shenmue anime came out. I don't know if that's good or bad. Oh God, Just, you're right. It came um, out. <laughs> so by virtue of them hiring actual voice actors for it, um, it's bad. I think it's yeah. bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Oh, there's a second part of how a realist hero rebuilt the kingdom. I think realist. Yay. I think realistically, I will not watch it. <laughs> I don't know anything about that one at all. I know that there's two of those though running at oh the same boy. time. What? The second core wow. of that one's happening, and then there's another one that has an identical premise. Let me see if I can. And then there's find the it. fucked up. Um, there's the fucked up. Uh, why the last man ass weird? Oh, fucking uh, last what, guy what, on earth, and, but only harem. women. Yeah, yeah. Yep. There's that. Awful. I loved, I, I really loved, I saw, like, a, a tweet thread or talking about it where it's, like, you'd think that, like, in a series that is so fetishistic and, like, obsessed with this idea of there only being women around or whatever, they would have, mm-hmm. like, gone hard in on, like, f- the fetishization of lesbians, but the series doesn't even acknowledge it, apparently, as, like, a concept. <laughs> Come on. Which is, like, can't man, even, you're, like, n- can't- this bad at the. <laughs> That's... Can't even like acknowledge the most fetishized porn yeah. category, which is male gays lesbians. I know this is that's <laughs> a softball. Don't you get it? Once the lesbian, once all the men are gone, the lesbians are going to be like, "Oh, we didn't know what we had until it's gone." Oh, they get, they get yeah. stratified. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. they get stratified. They get they get heteroized. <laughs> uh, that that, that uh, they get heteropilled. <laughs> my my mouth feels unclean just like saying that jokingly. Ugh. <laughs> I have no idea if Tribe 9 is any good, but it's out. Oh, yes. Another, um... It's just, it's just Danganronpa, but but it's it's baseball, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, next week, fucking not bad, good. The Girl from the Other Side anime is coming out, and I need it. Yeah, that looks it. sick. There's a light at the end of this tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's everything mm-hmm. now. Then, um, all right. So usual. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Usual. I'll do the usual bits first. Well, no, no. So our next anime is an LV pick. How about that? Yeah. This it is, is an easier LV to talk pick. about. It is and I. And I what have LV. you picked, LV? I have picked Chika Umino's March Comes in Like a Lion, the anime version by Shaft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shaft does. It. Shaft did it. Yeah. Um. This is a series about shogi or shoji. I'm not sure, um, but it's shogi. not. Also, <laughs> yeah, yeah, shogi. It's a series about shogi, but it's also not. It's essentially like a, a young uh, a drama series following this young man and his, you know, going through his trials in regards to his mental health, his imposter syndrome, and a lot of a lot of that stuff that it does not hold back exploring and eventually um, learning to come to terms with himself with you know a found family is um, and going through their issues too um highly recommend it and we're watching it uh it's 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 a very interesting series structure where um we're gonna focus on the 11 to 13 episodes use it to your discretion judge wisely but it's it's a series that has like 40 plus episodes it has two seasons and it follows a 24 episode course so 
Try, do your best. Good luck. Uh, at least the first 11 episodes is what I'm recommending for it. Um, and I think it's on most major streaming platforms. I for sure think it's on Funimation. Which means it's now on Crunchyroll. Yeah, actually, that's those are two. Yeah, as of today, they, they have merged as one. Uh, Crunchymation. Finally, the no, evil is defeated. But it is on major anime streaming platforms, uh, regardless of what or ha- whatever has merged or not. Um, I'm just grateful. Yeah. They, I know I shouldn't be grateful for this, but I am grateful that the wretched Funimation player is no more. Yes. Fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that shit so bad. It was awful. But yeah, this is also created by the person who's made Honey and Clover. So if you're familiar with that, that kind of gives you a sense of what the tone of the series is. Plus, uh, Shaft's very dramatic uh, head tilting. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> to symbolize something is off. Uh, very good visual metaphors there. And yeah, it's March comes in like a lion for this happy first day of March as of the recording of this podcast episode. All right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching this. It has been on my to watch list for like five years, so. Oh. <laughs> It'll be nice to watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So then wrap up time for real. Um, if you want to get episodes of the show one week early, go to patreon.com slash VGCC. $3 gets you everything that we make that is behind the paywall, which is currently just this right now. But as we always say, we are surely working on it. It is just very difficult. <laughs> um <laughs> We're getting closer and closer. We're getting closer. We're almost done. For real this time. Um, Oh, um, sorry. Just circling back to my adventures in Seattle, I stopped someone from getting invested in Wonder Egg Priority. Oh, Oh, thank God. wow. You were doing the Lord's work out there, for real. (laughs) Goodness me. They were looking at an art art book, and I'm like, <laughs> don't don't get your hopes up. No. I, I'm really. Just... I, I I yeah. I, I, I strayed a coworker away from it because he was he he never watched it anyway. But he he just remembered like the image of like you know the girl, you know main character with her peace sign, and I just told him no, don't bother, don't do don't it, don't bother dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like it is crazy. I was thinking back literally a couple weeks ago about just what I had said on the podcast. Like they literally euthanized that teenage girl to <laughs> as the beat dropped. <laughs> Like, fucking insane. And then, like, I was thinking earlier with, like, insane manga, like, the fucking insane manga that he wrote. Ah, uh, everything. Yeah, and, everything. Yeah. Uh, uh. It happened. It existed. Fucking it exists, technically. Suck egg existed. non-priority. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want nothing to do with that. <laughs> All um, right. No, thank you. I, I'm glad I could I could remember my hatred in my soul. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, we're almost done the site redesign. Look forward to that. We're working on it, um, and uh, I think that about does it. Unless any of y'all have anything else you want to plug, like a weird show you just want to say that you hate out of nowhere. I liked it. No, no, no nothing. Okay, no. okay, okay. No. I'm done. I'm done um, with this shit. Whoa. No, okay. I'm just kidding. Um, all right. Well, then, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you next time on another episode of Unlimited Roundworks. Bye bye. <laughs>
「なくしたみたいだよ」